Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Sandy! Teddy? What are you, what are you doing here? I, I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plan. I can't... Well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. Danny? <laughs> that's my name. Don't wear it out. What's the matter with you? <laughs> What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? <laughs> what happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? Well, I do not know. I mean, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe there's two of us, right? <laughs> why, why, why don't you take out a missing persons ad or, or, or try the yellow pages? I don't know. <laughs> You're a fake and a phony, and I wish I'd never laid eyes on you. Guess mine is not the first heartbroken. My eyes are not the first to. You know, it's weird. On Friday, on Friday, Bernard wasn't here. Bernie was, um, well, he took a deserved day off. The guy's exhausted. But he's back today, the great Bernie McGurk. Nobody better. Nobody better in this job. No better partner in my 24 years in radio than, uh, than Bernie McGurk. So with that said, I'll, I'll finish the story first. Let's welcome in my great partner, Bernie McGurk. Good Tuesday morning, Bernard. How are you? Sid Rosenberg, uh, very good Tuesday morning. Uh, I'm doing well, except for what you're about to delve into right here. Well, yeah, there's two things that we'll talk about in the first segment that will upset and anger most decent Americans. So Friday, uh, I started talking about uh, summer movies. Uh, Lewis wasn't here, Bernie wasn't here, but Justin and Phil were. And uh, I brought up Greece, Greece, I should say. And I brought up the fact that of all the movies I've seen in my lifetime, this is Friday, I have uh, been to the theater more times to see the movie Greece than any other, 21 times. And Justin and Phil on Friday were like, what? 21 times? I'm like, yes, I just love that movie. John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John. Literally, Bernard, I swear to you, a conversation we had just Friday on this show. I firmly believe it. Uh, We've had it in the past. Uh, Yes. We, we all have a mutual love of this uh, particular 
Great, great summer movie. Great summer movie. In fact, I played, coming back from break, Some Lovin' Had Me a Blast. That was a song uh, I yeah. played. That generated the conversation. And, uh, in fact, I think I said on Friday, hard to believe, but uh, next year, 2023, will be the 45-year anniversary of the movie Grease. 45 years. That's Friday morning. Monday afternoon, Olivia Newton-John is gone. Uh. 73 years old, battled breast cancer for 30 years. And not just Grease. She made other movies with Travolta. The physical song came from one of their movies. She had a ton of huge hits coming out of Australia. She was adorable. She was cute. And uh, this one, you talk about, you know, I cry when I hear about Penny Marshall dying, Laverne, and all these things that remind me of my childhood. This one, yesterday afternoon, this one, Bernie, you heard a lot. I could see that. I could see that with Olivia Newton-John. She was Australian. But let's face it, she was America's sweetheart. I mean, that that that, that particular movie, you know, imprinted in our minds uh, her being America's sweetheart. She was just, uh, she was so, so cute, innocent. You know, everything, uh, I, I just, she endeared herself to uh, all moviegoers, Americans everywhere, and just unbelievably, unbelievable sadness uh, that she passed away from this uh, disease that she thought she had beaten it. She did beat it for a long time, and it returned. Well, you know, it returned four times. She, the first time she was diagnosed with breast cancer, she was 43 years old, and she got it four times before, after a 30-year battle, she finally uh, succumbed yesterday. Four times. Wow. And, uh, well, and she was still, you know, pretty much active, and she was thriving. She didn't let the disease get her down. Oh, my God, no, fact, there, was- there's actually a tweet of her three days ago hanging out with her niece. Right. Alive and well, it seemed. I believe it's Instagram, but yes, yes exactly yes, right. Yes, Yeah, uh, so she was, and she looked, she looked fine. I mean, it really just uh, terrible, this... Uh, you know, as somebody afflicted with uh, that particular disease in another, you know, another area, uh, it, it is just an insidious, uh, you know, a dangerous, scary uh, proposition. She had it. She lived with it. She thrived. And she gave a lot of inspiration to a lot yep. of people yeah. is what she did. So and she was very, very brave. Uh, so it's just uh, it's just all around heartbreak is what it is. Yeah. And I can't wait wait to watch the movie uh, all over again. I know, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it is uh, kind of mind-boggling with all the stuff we've done in this country, in this world, right? All the things we've invented, all the things we've created, the places we can go, the things we can do, and yet uh, cancer still uh, is uh, is something we just we can't figure it out. Now, again, she lived with that for thirty years. That's yeah. a very very long time. She still died a young lady, I guess, at 73. But um, you would think at this point we would have made more strides when it comes to that. And I guess we are. You know, Nicole Sapphire and Mark Siegel keep telling us that there's hope for this and hope for that. But it's just, it's very frustrating. It really is. And for you, of course, it's even more frustrating. Seems like, uh, you know, it's interminable forever. It's just uh, on and on. And it doesn't seem to be any real hope in sight. Uh, you know, to be quite honest with you, uh, it's one of those things. It's just uh, uh, the doctors can't, uh, they can't figure it out, the scientists, the doctors. Uh, so, uh, w- but with her, you know, back to uh, Olivia Newton-John, just she lived with that, and she probably had that hope back in 92. And you would have thought in 92, uh, throughout 30 years, somebody would have came up with something, but they yeah. didn't. No. And uh, 
Uh, the poor thing is, uh, she's she she's gone, and you know she was such was bright and nice and everything. You you know, full of life, vivacious, all these things, uh, dancing, and uh, you know, it just it just it's a heartbreaker all around. Just. Uh, it really hurts, you know. Yep. I, I feel your pain, Sydney. Yeah. Here is uh, this uh, is not this is not Penny Marshall. No, no, it's not. Uh, although I did love Laverne too, part of my childhood. John Travolta's tweet that went out yesterday, which, by the way, at this point has two and a half million likes. Two and a half million. It reads, "My dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road, and we will all be together again." Yours from the first moment I saw you and forever, your Danny, your John, John Travolta. And, of course, really uh, he lost his wife, Kelly Preston, not that long ago from cancer as well. So he's gotten a, uh, a double shot of uh, important women in his life that have passed away the last couple of years. Yeah, double, double whammy of pain. And plus, didn't he lose a son also? He died of, yes, uh, I remember it was a drug overdose or suicide, but it was a very sad situation, yeah, yes. Yeah, it was, yes. It, was, it was awful. Uh, I remember Olivia Newton-John, she was back in the news a few years ago. She had some boyfriends, some controversy. He disappeared at sea. I never found but, that guy, right? Yeah. Then it was, uh, people believe he faked his own death. He's living down in Mexico because of uh, some tax debts he had. Some bizarre stuff, but... Uh, you know that was the uh, that was like a sidebar story to Olivia Newton-John, you know TMZ and all these people had a lot of fun with it, but uh, uh, but either way she's dead and uh, it's it's just it's just awful, very very sad to to have it come in the middle of summer too. Of course w- with the consummate summer movie that she she was uh, you know a huge role. She was you know her and John Travolta were in the yep, movie. Let's the say stars. So. Yeah. No. Listen. There was some great. Uh, you know Jeff Conaway as Kanicki was great. Stockard Channing as Rizzo was great. Uh, even my friend Didi Khan as Frenchie was terrific. Sid Caesar was in that movie too. But it was certainly right. Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, and uh, she will be missed. She was adorable, a cutie. You really can't say one bad thing nope. about Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, you really can't. Can. She was just a cuddly, beautiful lady. And uh, she'll be missed. So that's the sad news. Now the news that makes folks, for the most part, listen to us angry. And that is this raid. You know, I did something this morning. <laughs> and I showed it to Phil and Justin Bernie. You're going to love this. I was so angry over the raid, the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago last night, that I had to do something about it this morning. So I did. And under the username at New York Best Morning, at NY Best Morning, I actually joined at 4.48 a.m. today, Truth Social. <laughs> I've, been, oh, really? I've, I've been on Instagram for many years, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. Been on Twitter, at Sid Rosenberg, Facebook, Sid Rosenberg. But this morning, I actually joined Truth Social, Donald Trump's social media site, at New York Best Morning. Now, to be honest, I did promote the book. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I said was, I said, especially after this bull s FBI raid last night, today is a perfect time to go buy yourself Citizens United because uh, the book is very, very kind to Donald Trump. I do a whole chapter on Trump, and I admit I didn't vote for him back in 2016, but I also admit that he became the, the best president I've ever seen. So it's, it's a very pro-Donald Trump book. So that's how I started my morning. I was so angry, Good just angry that, that at seeing this. What a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, 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 I don't know what, what, it, what is this an early October surprise? 
I'm not sure what. Well, what they're up what to. do they have? What are they looking for? Well, uh, it, nobody knows. Uh, what, it, it's uh, the speculation is it is uh, over some national archive uh, stuff, right. That he took from the White House, which is boxes. you can't do that. You can't take stuff from the White House home. I get all that. But is is it something about the rigged election? I think that well, is not no, January sixth. That's, that's the pretense. Is, right. is is that that's what they're saying? He took it home. But the the argument against that is that they say it, it was classified. But presidents have the 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 authority to declassify stuff. So if he de- declassifies it, he can take it. Come on. Uh, either way, uh, the, but, but the, the real uh, you know the real motivation behind it uh, again, it's all speculation. Is that they want January sixth stuff. Uh, to enable them to charge the president with the crime right, right. because they don't have enough right now, despite all this, all this hype and this, uh, you know, these uh, prime time January sixth committee hearings, they don't have enough to charge him with the crime, and so this is uh, instead of waiting till October, they want to get it now. <laughs> uh, I don't know, nobody knows. So it's not really the National Archive, uh, all, all that stuff. It is to rummage around his joint. And look for stuff uh, from j- about January 6th uh, look, to try to get him on something look, like that. It's the same thing all over again. It's the same motivation as these January 6th hearings. All this is is one big exercise to make sure that Donald Trump does not run for president again in yeah. 2024. I've got bad news for Chris Ray and the FBI. I've got bad news for the media. I've got bad news for the Democrats. He's going to shove it up your ass. He's going to run again, and he's going to win this time. And now, if you can't figure out that this persecution is just that, then God help you, because this, yesterday by the FBI, this is embarrassing. This is the ultimate manifestation of a Trump derangement syndrome. And, uh, Look, uh, it, it, it probably will backfire. It's going to unite Republicans around Trump, make him turn him into a martyr on the one hand. But on the other hand, it does kind of distract from uh, the many Biden failures that we could definitely win on here in uh, November of 2022. But this is uh, looking forward to 2024. Who knows how it f- affects the election here in November? But, I mean, uh, Trump corrupt? I mean, this... This this the politicization, this weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI is is absolutely, uh, you know, it's un-American is what it is. And, uh, you, you know, they used to say that Trump, you know, he, Bill Barr was his personal attorney or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's garbage. Remember, remember when uh, the attorney general, Obama's attorney general, Loretta Lynch, she meets Bill Clinton on the tarmac. Sure. You know how dirty that was? How Very filthy, dirty. stinky. The, the FBI corrupt? should be investigating that. And Absolutely. by the way, they should still be investigating the 33,000 emails that Hillary Clinton just deleted <laughs> and, and not break into Donald Trump's beautiful West Palm Beach house. Absolutely. Those particular emails had already been subpoenaed, already been subpoenaed. She had the server in her Chappaqua house. I mean, if that's not grounds, that's not, not, not motivation enough to raid her house. If this is the standard, I don't know what is. That's right. I mean, I mean that's right. that and, and the same thing with the Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden uh, with his, you know, he lied, first of all, on a federal gun application. And then all the other stuff there about him and his dad. I mean, the, you know, it's just 
It's 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 mind-boggling. Well, it's they, not. If you read Miranda Devine's column yesterday, she's got to feel like a million bucks today. She specifically calls out Christopher Ray and the FBI just yesterday. Good. Talk yes. about timing. Just yesterday, before this thing even happened, and she talks about how biased they are and and how agenda-driven they are. And the day after Miranda writes that. You get this nonsense, like you said, Hillary Clinton, Hunter Biden. We've got reams and reams of real evidence, real information that these people broke the law. And yet, yet they are still harassing President Trump in an effort to embarrass him and stop him from running in 2024. And again, I'll say for the second time this segment, it's not going to work. Yep. And uh, to to Miranda and and your point, uh, this uh, Christopher Ray is a filthy deep state rat. He is a dirty, dirty cop is what he is. And uh, this, again, this is not just about uh, Donald Trump. This is about all of us. Just keep in mind that they just uh, they added 87,000 uh, IRS agents. I mean, this is their mindset. These people are, are more, you know, more authoritarian than they used to accuse Donald Trump of being. I mean, so much more. They're going to they're coming after all of us. They're going to sick these uh these IRS agents, these these cops, on regular normal people, they're going to find out who you support, and uh, if you support uh, Donald Trump, they're coming after you, and that goes for individuals, uh, that goes for organizations, and uh, so so small know, business, can, yep. yeah, small everybody, you name it, they're coming after you, and they're dirty, they're they're dirty, they're yep. nasty. Yep. This is banana republic stuff. We have a an unequal application of the law system here, a dual system of justice. And, uh, you know, they, anything the Democrats do, which is filthy and dirty, the Steele dossier, I mean, the FBI knew it was fake and paid for by Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. And they did nothing. Nothing. They did squat. I mean, look, look, again, I go back to very early, the Bernie and Sid show, middays, WABC. We were here maybe about a year. And uh, we carried that Jim Comey press conference live. And for about 30 minutes, he mapped out in, in detail why Hillary Clinton was guilty, 1,000% guilty in the email case, and then out of nowhere says, but we're not going to do anything about it. I mean, yep, exactly I mean it's been going right. on for years, years. And then, and then of course, uh, just before the election with the uh, Anthony Weiner thing. Right. Yeah, making a big deal, and uh, then all of a sudden, two days later, just drop it for whatever. Somebody got <laughs> somebody got to him and said, what are you doing? This is, uh, you know. Somebody. Yeah, so Clinton. it just it's, uh, the, the whole thing is filthy, ugly, dirty, and we have to fight back. And how do you fight back? You get out there in November and you and you vote. vote. That's right. And you and you join Truth Social today. And you uh, that's a good idea. Support good, President Trump. It's yes, very. Yes. It took me literally in the call with Freddie on the way here two and a half minutes. I timed it two and a half minutes to uh, to sign up again at New York Best Morning. That is my username. He's on there. He's got uh, videos that he put up last night. President Trump about the raid, about other stuff going on. So uh, do him a favor if you support President Trump. Forget about Twitter this morning, Instagram, Facebook, even Rumble. Go on Truth Social this morning and uh, support President Trump after this latest clear persecution by the biased, agenda-driven, corrupt FBI. Absolutely. I'm going to do that myself. There you go, buddy. Donald Trump, this is what he said. It is prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system, and an attack by the radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024. Bingo. That's it.
End of story. In a nutshell. That's it. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. It is a Tuesday. That means Bo Deedle. He'll be here at 740 this morning. He's always great on a Tuesday. Lots of sports, too. The Mets and Yankees both win. The Jets and Giants are ready to play their first preseason games coming up this week. And an ultimatum from Kevin Durant. It's either them or me. All that and more. And once again, rest in peace, Olivia Newton John. My heart is saying, don't let go. Hold on to the end. That's what I intend to do. I'm hopelessly devoted to you. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is uh, Frankie Valley, right? That is correct. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, just what makes me want to just walk away and watch the movie right now. Just terrific. <laughs> a tribute to Olivia Newton-John. We'll be doing it all morning long. We have to. We have to. She was, uh, you know, she was just uh, that good, that much of an icon, that much of a summer icon in particular. Mm. And here we are in the middle of summer, the late Olivia Newton-John. We pay tribute to her. God oh. rest her soul. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. Uh, last night also, very exciting, uh, Sid, the Mets yes. over the Dodgers. No, the Mets beat the Reds last night. Oh, it was the Reds. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Chris right. Bassett was amazing. Sterling Marte, another home run. And, again, yep. you, you know, you can't score off this Mets pitching staff. Bassett was great. And was. Uh, every night they pitch great. I mean, Carrasco's back on the mound tonight against Cincinnati. The Dodgers, uh, I believe they won again. They never lose either. But the Mets did beat the Reds, yes. Yeah, that was a, a misstatement on my part. I watched it. So, uh, yeah, it was the Reds. It was terrific. You feel the excitement. It's, it, you just feel you have the confidence in these Mets these days. Uh, jump on board, folks. I don't <laughs> think we're going to have our hearts broken. Uh, now, listen, I think the Democrats are going to have their hearts broken. Uh, returning to this uh, Trump raid on Mar-a-Lago. Trump, by the way, was up here in New York City when this occurred. He was at Trump Tower, and then he eventually he left Trump Tower. He spent the night over in Bedminster in New Jersey. His, uh, his his golf country club or whatever the hell it is. So anyway, he wasn't there. They took the boxes, 15 boxes. They went into his uh, his office and his living space. I don't believe they, you know, they didn't go into his bedroom and start flipping the drawers open and all that stuff. Well, where was the safe that they broke into? Wasn't that by his bedroom? 
It, well, well, it had to be in his office, I would mm. imagine, because I don't uh, know if that's true. I got to check. Well, that. you know, of course, what the information that um, oh no, you're passing right. Along. No, you're right. It's, it says Trump lawyer showed up during the raid. Safe referred to in Trump's statement was in his office, which is the old bridal suite above the ballroom. It's a hotel style safe, and the FBI broke it open. So yes, yeah, unbelievable. Broke open his safe, uh, and this is what they do. You know, they did it, of course, to Roger Stone. They did it to Paul Manafort. Uh, they and look, they 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 put uh, Peter Navarro in in freaking leg irons. Yeah, I mean, these people are just Mike they, Flynn too. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, I mean, this is uh, the, everything they accuse Donald Trump of. That's what they. That's what they are. That's what they are. There was a uh, uh, you know back when he was. Uh, well, uh, listen, this is actually a, a pretty good uh, illustration of that. A cut 12, Lou. I didn't ask you for this. But when uh, the people were chanting, lock her up, they accused Trump of uh, being a dictator. Cut 12. You'll see, uh, you'll hear Cory Booker and a bunch of fake newsers reacting to this uh, lock her up chant. Uh, go ahead, play the clip, please. Things that dictators do, that autocrats do, is they go after their political enemies, uh, not through the mechanisms of the democracy, uh, but threatening to arrest them. To lock, lock her up about Hillary Clinton repeatedly uh, has become a centerpiece, and that's what that's what dictators do. That is just a banana republic writ large when the criminal justice system is being used to hurt the president's enemies. And so this is the fulfillment of Trump's campaign promise. Law her up. Yeah, there you go. The fake. So he he was the dictator. I don't think so. He never locked her up. Didn't raid anybody. None of that stuff. He was the. They, 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 so again, everything they accuse Republicans of doing, they're guilty of themselves. And then on CNN last night, they had this panel. One of them was this lady, this New York Times reporter. I forget her name. The one who says that Trump flushed documents down the toilet, like you can you can flush papers down a toilet bowl there. I mean, give me a break. Hey, who was it that uh, we had on the air that still – oh, Curtis Lewa. He actually still says – he says Turlet. He actually still says <laughs> yeah, like, Turlet. Like Carol O'Connor used to say. I swear to God, he actually really sincerely says Turlet in a regular conversation. Either way, back to the CNN panel. Uh, this is them last night. Uh, they, they, they treated this event last night, uh, this raid, as though it was, uh, you know, the Kennedy assassination or – you know, 9-11. Here it is. Cut number two, please, Lou. Can I just stop and just take a breath real quick? A former president's home has been searched now by a number of FBI agents. When you look at this in the view of sort of 30,000 feet and history, Maggie, I'll start with you. How big of a moment is this? Is this a moment we are all going to remember. Yes, we're all going to remember being together on this night because this is a night where you are going to remember where you were. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, that was Maggie Haberman. That's the one who said that uh, Trump was uh, flushing documents down a toilet bowl. I mean, give me a break. This is a night to remember. You know, these people, uh, they, they were positively giddy around the uh, fake news uh, dial last night. Uh, Rachel Maddow got in on the act. Uh, cut number 10, please, Lou. Rachel Maddow. It's just a, a remarkable flurry of productivity and action on long-held priorities. And it all is hitting alongside this just jaw-dropping, unprecedented news tonight that the home of the immediate former president, former Republican President Donald Trump, um, his home has just been raided by the FBI. Everything happens all at once. Oh, my God, all this good news. We got this big climate bill, this uh, tax 
they're going to expand the IRS, and then they raid Trump's Mar-a-Lago house. All this good news in one week. Wow, everything happens all at once. Rachel Maddow, these people are fools is what they are. But, uh, again, uh, we, we played the clip. This is a dictatorship. It, 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 what they're doing is dictator, uh, banana republic-style stuff. Uh, Dan Boncino was actually on Fox News last night uh, with Jesse Waters, and uh, we beeped it, but they didn't. He actually used the word shizzle when he described what he thought this was last night. Cut number three, Louie. Dan Bongino on Fox News. Go ahead. This is some third world bullshit right here. Let me say it again. Third world bullshit. I mean every word of that. I don't care that it's cable news. I was a federal agent. I raised my right hand and I swore to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And I love this country. This is a freaking disgrace. A disgrace. We don't live in Cuba. We don't live under Kim Jong-un. We live in a constitutional republic, a representative democracy. You have a bunch of FBI agents raiding the home of a former president because they don't like his politics? Are you kidding me? There you are, third world bullshizzle. And they didn't beep it. It was a, it was a sight to behold and to listen to. And he's absolutely 1,000% correct you know, capturing uh, the anger that Trump supporters feel and describing perfectly exactly what it is. Uh, again, accusing uh, the Republicans uh, and doing just what they're accusing the Republicans of. A uh, Cut 19, let's just lighten up a little before we go to commercials. Trump held a rally over the weekend, and he was it was actually a brilliant rally. It was funny. I watched some of it on Newsmax. And, and during the rally, at one point, he reenacted the, from the January 6th committee uh, what that uh, dopey broad said about him choking the Secret Service agent and trying to grab the wheel. Uh, cut number 19, Donald Trump at the rally reenacting a stupid uh, testimony from January 6th committee. Go ahead, Lou. How about that phony story? I'm sitting <laughs> in the back of the beast. I wasn't sure if I should be honored because I felt very strong. <laughs> And I had these two big, strong Secret Service guys. If one guy could lift 350 pounds, no problem. And I said, take me to the Capitol. No, sir, can't do it. So I grabbed this steering wheel. The commandant. And he rebuffed me. So my hands fell around another powerful guy. Strong as hell. I know these people. These are very strong people. It's just not my deal. And I started to choke him. I felt, you know, when, so when the story came out, some people said, I never knew you were that strong physically. This is why they fear him. He had the audience in his pocket. He is, uh, he's funny, he's smart, he's fearless. And uh, th that's exactly why they, they, he would beat Joe Biden in a head-to-head -head matchup uh, in 2024. And it's not even going to beat Joe Biden. He'd beat anybody, any of these incompetent fools, these clowns that, that they have in, on their bench. They don't have a bench. They, the bench is, is, is a, you know, it's like his cabinet, just a, a cavalcade of uh, idiots is what it is. Here on the Bernie and Sitchell, look, we're going to speak to Bo Deedle, the great Bo Deedle coming up. It's Tuesday, so it's Bo Deedle Day, and we have a lot more of the show to come uh, on the Bernie and Sid show. But right now, it's time for traffic and sports and the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Racket Report with Frank Morano on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Here, Frank Talks John Gotti.
What made him different from previous high-profile mob bosses or well-known mob bosses, names like Carlo Gambino, Paul Castellano, even a guy that they called the original Dapper Don, Joe Colombo? What made Gotti different from those other bold-faced names? The reason the mob as we knew it is gone is because John Gotti decided he was going to be a celebrity boss. He said to me in the well of the court in the first of our two trials, I have an image I need to uphold. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. My man Bernie mentioned it at the beginning of last segment. The Mets do it again. Finished up by taking four out of five from the Braves. Welcome the lowly Cincinnati Reds to Queens last night. And they win again. A great start for uh, Chris Bassett. Gave the Mets exactly what they needed. And the Mets scored early. Sterling Marte's 12th home run of the year. And Marte launches one to deep left center, taking a look as Frehley, but that ball is way out of here. Sterling Marte, 12th home run of the year, and two batters in. The Mets have a 2-0 lead. Gary Cohen, SNY. Mets beat the Reds 5-1. Your Lisa Ganji happy recap. They'll do it again against Cincinnati tonight. 12-game winner Carlos Carrasco on the mound. The Mets, by the way, have now won 13 of their last 15. The Braves were idle yesterday. The Mets gained a half a game. They now lead Atlanta by seven games atop the NL East. The Yankees came back and won last night. They needed it badly. Beat Seattle by a final score of 9-4. to And, of course, if the Yankees win, Aaron Judge, he must go yard. The 2-2. Judge drills that. Deep center field. Kelnick looking up. It is gone. Number 44 for Aaron Judge. Doing damage in Seattle once again. And the march to history gets a little closer. Again, the Yankees win 9-4. Toronto lost to Baltimore, so the Yankee lead is now 10.5. Game 2 of that series tonight. Garrett Cole for the Yankees. Newly acquired Luis Castillo for Seattle. And finally, Kevin Durant, the ultimatum this morning. If the Nets don't fire the GM, Sean Marks, and the head coach, Steve Nash, he wants to be traded. If they do, he'll stick around in Brooklyn. I would say F you, Durant. Sports brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Check them out, PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America. America's best spoilers. The great Bo Deedle comes your way at 740 with sports. I'm Sid. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. John, again, the tribute continues, and it's pretty said will be all morning long. On the Bernie and Sid Show, Olivia passed away yesterday at the age of 73. Most famous, of course, for her portrayal of uh, Sandy in the great movie Grease back in 1978. But uh, so many great hits to a tremendous singer uh, out of Australia. And I would say one of the 
I guess four or five most famous Australians ever. You know, the group I like, um, Air Supply, which is really gay. I really like them, though. They're both from uh, Australia. But I guess, uh, is it fair to say, who's a more famous Australian, Bernard? Is it Crocodile Dundee or uh, Steve Irwin? Uh, the most famous? I would say ne- neither. I'd really? I'd say Mel-, Mel Gibson. Oh, Mel Gibson. See, yeah. it's funny. I've actually erased Mel Gibson from my psyche because he hates Jews. So uh, I don't even think about him. <laughs> yeah, oh, but he's no, famous. He's you think he's far. more famous than Steve Irwin or Crocodile Dundee? Really? Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Mel Gibson, no, in my opinion. No, you may be right. I, I just don't think yeah, but Yeah, you may yeah. be right. See, those it's, guys, but those guys like Dundee and Irwin are so Australian, right? Like Dundee had the whole Australian shtick with the shrimp on the Barbie and right, the kangaroos. Right, mate. Chris, that's, that's right. Put, put the shrimp on the Barbie, mate. <laughs> yeah, Very it good. Was... And Mel Gibson's like Americanized. So to me, I think of those guys first because they're still all about well, the, I mean, one of them's dead. But like Steve Irwin, that was, he was all Australian, no? Not really. And he was as uh, lovable and as endearing to the American public as was Olivia Newton-John. And well, his daughter is Bindi Irwin, and she's, she's kind of taken the mantle from Steve. And she is now beloved and revered around the world. Yeah. Uh, not quite as uh, popular. No, not quite no. as famous. I, I agree. Say, but uh, right. but yeah, he was uh, he was terrific. Uh, yeah, but again, I, I have to go with uh, Mel Gibson. You know, movie stars uh, outrank, outshine uh, people, uh, TV stars, and uh, so in this case, uh, yeah, Mr. Gibbs, Mr. Gibson, Mr. Gibson. So I was uh, just on Truth Social again, folks. I was so aggravated with the raid at uh, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago yesterday that I went this morning and actually made an account on Truth Social. And, uh, you know, I promoted the book, and I talked about uh, what happened last night, and I'm reading everybody's stuff. Now, you can't comment, like Twitter or Instagram. You can't comment on Truth Social. You just throw something out there like Donald Trump does 10 times a day, and it's out there. But like Tulsi Gabbard, for example, she just truth socialed about 35 minutes ago about the, you know, the new Joe Biden bill. Brian Kilmeade's talking about talking to Eric Trump about five hours ago. So you're going to see a, a healthy, a healthy portion of Trump supporters talking about stuff that, quite frankly, Bernie, you and I talk about every morning. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. But listen, uh, some uh, somebody as uh, illiterate as I am when it comes to uh you know, social media and stuff like that. What do you mean you can't comment? In other words, you, nobody can respond to what you Correct. put down. That's Correct. it. You just like it. You just like it and move on. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like it or dislike it. Uh, I don't know if you can even dislike it. I think you just like it okay. and you just move on. But yes, you cannot respond. You can't comment. You just uh, like it and move on. Now, now why is that? Uh, just uh, to I, keep I don't it simple know. or uh, to keep it uh, not not getting too ugly, I guess, maybe? Well, yeah, but why would it get ugly? Like, if you're, you're going to, well, maybe, what am I talking about? Yeah, you could join Truth Social and just bash Donald Trump all day, I guess. Sure. But maybe there's some type of rights that uh, Facebook and Twitter have to that particular uh, option. I don't know, but I really don't know. I, I have no I idea. But, but that's still, uh, you know, that's what you like about Twitter, the fact that uh, people respond and get nasty. I mean, right. that's the entertaining part of it. But uh, either way, they must know what they're doing, and I don't. No, I actually took a picture of uh, one of the chapters in my book, which is titled The Donald. Just, and it goes on to talk about how in 2016 I voted for Hillary, how you, Bernard, you did a great job of changing my mind, along with watching President Trump operate every day and came to the realization pretty quickly 
that he was great at that job. I mean, great at it. So it just, uh, it's maybe the first paragraph. And I put that on my Instagram page, at Rosenberg.Sydney, and told folks, hey, hopped on Truth Social this morning. So if you're really upset about that FBI raid yesterday, A, go vote. That's the most important thing. Come November, go vote and go vote Republican. And B, you can show some support for the president by doing that. You know, his kid, Junior, Donald Trump Jr., he also has a site, and it's a, uh, it's a search engine like Google. But it, it, it allows you to look at stories uh, like Hunter Biden, positive stories about Donald Trump, stuff that Google and Facebook and these other uh, uh, these sites uh, deleted, got rid of in uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s search engine. That stuff still exists. What's that? That's not Rumble, is it? It's not Rumble. Rumble is like another truth social. In fact, Alan Dershowitz, who I'm trying to get on this morning in the 8 o'clock hour, he's big on Rumble. He loves that. That's also a very pro-Trump conservative uh, website, I believe. I'm not on it. But, no, it's not that. I forgot the name. He was on about a month ago promoting it, Donald Trump Jr. But it's a search engine like Google where they don't delete positive stories about the Republicans, and they do highlight stuff about, let's say, Hunter Biden. That is, I mean, that that, that is uh, one of the, you know, that's that's how they swayed the election because, uh, you know, that's part of the, uh, when the when Trump says the election was rigged, he's not just talking about, uh, you know, election day. He's talking about these big tech, these search engines, which which are unbelievably biased with their algorithms and all that by deleting stuff, as you point out, yeah. that might, uh, you know, favor Republicans, Trump or whatever. I mean, it's it's so egregious, it's so nasty, uh, what they're doing, and that was, of course, deleting the Hunter Biden laptop yep. story yep. Yep. on a, such a. I mean, because they're, you know, n- nobody goes to anything else but Google. You have, uh, they do. You do have Yahoo. You have Bing. You have something called DuckDuckGo. But nobody goes to that stuff. You go to Google immediately. Right that's away. What, right. That's what the, the public relies yep. on. Yep. But but the public doesn't realize that how how biased and Wikipedia. Wikipedia, in fact, uh, I think they should call Wikipedia Wokipedia. <laughs> because, I like that. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, th- but that, that's, they are that biased. What was yeah. the last thing they did? Uh, was, oh, it was about the definition of a recession. Right. They changed they, it. They started changing that. They changed that. it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, so, uh, yeah, all these big tech operations, they rigged they, 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 before the election – uh, you people rely on them, and that's one way be- between them and uh, fake news media. The media, of course. Uh, right. Listen, I've been corrected here, and again, I've only been on, on uh, Truth Social for an hour, so I clearly don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But somebody named Peggy Van, who was a uh, huge fan of the Bernie and Sid show on my Instagram page, says you can comment, uh, hit quote truth, hit the words quote truth, and you can comment on Truth Social. So there you have it. Okay. Well, Even better. Up. I'm going to try to get on today, uh, see see if I can uh, succeed at that, but I'm not sure if I can. By the way, I tried to get, I did go on Amazon, tried to buy some, uh, you know, some of your books. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy in bulk is what I'm going to do. Well, thank you. I love you. Thank but, you. But uh, this my question to you is, they say uh, it's not. You know, until September 6th. Right. That's when you'll receive it. Right. Right. So does it, is it better to order it? I wanted to ask you before I did it, is it better to do it now or to wait until September 6th when this, uh, you know, when we start to get full fledged into a, a book promotion operation? I would do it now only because, look, the truth is the book, the, the initial 
reason behind the book was about my dad. I've been over this, right? So they really wanted the book to be out on Father's Day. Now, again, I sat down with the publisher, and he said, look, I love the stories about you and your dad. Everybody knows Harvey and Sidney, but you're Sid Rosenberg. You talk about a million things a morning. We want all of it, not just your dad. That's how the book came to uh, to be what it is today. But they really wanted it out by Father's Day. Then they said September the 6th, but don't forget, I've got a couple of copies already. In fact, I gave one to Chad Lopez, one to John Katsimatidis. So I would order it now. It may come before September the 6th. I am doing some book tours before September the 6th and uh, doing some shows too, including Adam Carolla. So I would get it before, and the worst thing that happens is you receive it on September the 6th. Okay. Well, I'm in. I'm in. You the man, Bernie. You the man. How can I be the man if you're the man? No, you the man. Listen, Curtis Sliwa was saying uh, that you had one copy, and you were going to you were doing a tobacco show and a couple of other shows, right? To promote the book, and he said he stole it from you. That's right. And and you were uh, making the rounds without the book, but you had multiple copies. So Curtis was being a little uh, disingenuous. (laughs) Yes, he was. He actually uh, told folks because he's got his own copy. I signed it to him, and he actually spent one morning. Two hours, two hours, I swear to you, in one of these studios reading the book. And he said to me afterwards, wow, this is a really good book. But he actually told the listeners the night before when he was filling in for Frank Morano, don't buy Sid's book, just steal it. That was Curtis Lewis' uh, yeah, recommendation. He's right. <laughs> a psycho. But, he um, yeah, he, he did. I've had better he's got his days. Own book. <laughs> he, he, he's got your book. Okay, good. So I'm in. Now I know what the deal is. You're and, in. Uh, and, uh, yes, I'll be placing my order this morning. All right. So it's a busy day for Bernie. you got the Bernie and Sid show. He's going to buy my book this morning. I love you for that. He's going to join uh, Truth Social later yes. on this It's a busy day, Bernie. Busy day. It is a lot to do. A lot to do here. <laughs> All leading up to Met Baseball later on tonight. So there you have it. And it's going to be, what, 95 degrees, I understand. I think it ends today. Today's the last. I, Come I think, on. What is this? I know. It's, it's too much. Tomorrow, back in the low 80s. And I think we're safe in terms of 90-plus for the rest of the week. But who the hell am I? Lloyd Lindsay Young? I don't know. one eight hundred like sauna in here. <laughs> it's too hot. one 800 wabc 1-800- 800-848-9222. Already a spectacular 54 minutes of radio. Bo Deedle will be here at 740. Lydia reports 825. Beat Bernie coming up at 940. And our tribute to the late great Olivia Newton-John. Died yesterday at the age of 73. Continues on this Bernie and Sid show on a Tuesday. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're doing live. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Stands a jukebox with the best of country music, old and new. You can hear your five selections for a quarter, and somebody else's songs when yours are through. I got good Kentucky whiskey on the counter. And my friends around to help me ease the pain Till some button-pushing cowboy plays that love song And here I am just missing you again Please, Mr. Please Remember this, Bernie? Please, Mr. Please, Olivia Newton-John. I mean, all these songs. Beautiful. My God, Olivia passed away yesterday at the age of 73. The tribute continues. Jed Lopez has a pocket square that I want, and he's been very hesitant to tell me where he got it, but I want it. He's uh, standing outside the studios. Ratings came in today. I'm not going to talk about that. But um, I do want to talk about this lady who drove her car like a 1,000 miles per hour in Los Angeles last week and crashed into a bunch of people, killed six people, including a pregnant woman. I know you saw that video, yes, Bernie? Of course. Yeah, oh, terrible. my God. What uh, was that? they got to give this woman the uh, electric chair. Man. Totally agree. Death penalty. Out. Right? Get Death penalty. Out. Well, she was clearly uh, drunk and, uh, you know, trying to death by accident or something right. like that she was right. looking to do. But, I mean, the the disregard for other people's lives, if you want to kill yourself, kill yourself. Exactly. But but don't kill six friggin' damn people well, with she, you. She, she killed little kids and pregnant women. I mean, by the way, not a white supremacist. <laughs> Why do uh-huh. we feel the need to point that out? That's why we get big ratings. Anyway, uh, we got three more hours today. Bo Deedle, he'll be here at uh, 740. He's always great. In fact, I watched Wolf of Wall Street again. But Ava, two nights ago, because she's, you know, she loves Leo, and she loves that movie. And uh, she always gets excited, those two scenes with Bo, the Rayo scene and the scene yeah. when Leo's on the phone at the country club. And Bo's like, what are you saying? What are you saying? Uh, hilarious. I mean, Bo was so good in that. So got that coming up. Plus, Lydia reports and beat Bernie. This is a Tuesday edition of the Nielsen-rated number one news talk show in New York. And we just went up with a monster book. We are Bernie and Sid on Talk Radio 77, yeah. WABC. I better get myself together. Because when you left, you didn't leave too much behind. Just a note that said, I'm sorry, by your picture. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
electrifying. Come on now. You better shape up. Cause I need a man. I need a friend. Here on the Bernie and Sid Show, the late, great Olivia Newton-John. And she was that. She was adorable, and she was uh, America's sweetheart, even though she was from Australia. She passed away yesterday. Rest in peace. We're going to play Olivia Newton-John songs all morning long as a tribute. Rest in peace, uh, Olivia. Rest in peace. We loved you, and uh, we still do. We still love you. Now, a lot of things going on in the world, a lot of ugly things. I'll get to... uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, Sydney, in a little bit. Get back to it. A couple of uh, d- different takes on it. But in the meantime, uh, just locally here, uh, you have, uh, for example, out here on Long Island, uh, Donald Trump said it in 2015 when he came down the escalator. He says they're not sending us their best. Well, yesterday they sentenced a, uh, what the, the news, the fake news was calling, the local fake news, calling uh, a Bayshore man to 25 years in prison. He pretended he was a, an Uber Lyft driver, and he would go around and pick up women and then sexually rape them, actually rape them, take their – somehow or other he drugged them, and then he raped them, took their cell phones, and he did that to a lot of women. He, they caught him with 32 cell phones in his home, but they only convicted him of, uh, I think, raping two women or something like that. But the bottom line is he ain't no Bayshore man. He's an illegal immigrant from, from, yeah, from El Salvador. Of course he is. And they don't tell you that. They don't tell you that. But to my astonishment, News 12 Long Island actually did. They kind of buried it in the news uh, and, and mentioned it reluctantly. Uh, cut 22, Lou. Uh, news 12, Channel 12 out here on Long Island on this illegal immigrant that Donald Trump told you about. They don't send you their best, and it happens all the time. And they commit uh, these types of crimes and lesser crimes. But play Cut 22, uh, Lou, please. Many of the victims in court were crying, some of them talking directly to serial sexual predator Raul Guaman. They were telling him he was nothing, he was less than a man. One dad even screaming in the courtroom, I'll see you in hell. Guaman today sentenced to 25 years behind bars for sexually assaulting over a dozen women. Guaman would pose as a rideshare driver, drug victims, sexually assault them, and record it on his cell phone, sometimes keeping his victims' IDs and cell phones as trophies for his crimes. There were 13 victims in total who did not want to be identified on camera. Three of the victims spoke in court, one of them talking directly to him, calling him the scraps of the earth. Many of the victims did not know what happened to them until detectives showed up at their homes with video of the horrific encounters. Guaman, according to the prosecution, was illegally in the United States from El Salvador. He was living in Bayshore at the time of these crimes, and he pled guilty to the 11-count indictment. The judge said in court, quote, you are a predator, a disgusting predator. Now, they buried the lead, obviously. Uh, Again, this is what open borders leads to. If you have one, just one rape victim, as President Obama used to say about gun laws, if you have one person dead, that's enough to change the law. Well, that, that, that's the, the case with uh, rape victims, murder victims, anybody. And this guy, as a result of open borders, is up here, and he's, you know, 
13, he was sentenced for 13 rapes or sexual assaults yesterday, but they found 32 cell phones in his house. And uh, CBS, I looked it up, CBS and other news outlets describe him as a Bayshore, Long Island man. Locally, uh, CBS News uh, uh, describe an, an illegal that way, never mentioning that he was an illegal immigrant. You see that all the time, that type of bias uh, uh, on the part of the local news. I mean, it really is disgusting. And I, I like pointing it out because, uh, you know, these things get buried and people don't realize there are consequences to these horrific uh, policies that the feds put in. Again, yesterday you had Eric Adams complaining and whining about the illegals that are being sent here to New York City. He's, he, you know, so that makes him a racist. On the one hand, he, he doesn't want it. On the other hand, he doesn't want to go down and check out what's going on down at the border, accept invitations, and see what really is happening and who is bearing the brunt of it, the people down along the border. Not you, stupid, but it is a national problem. And uh, I think the strategy of uh, shipping these guys up to New York and Washington is paying dividends because people are waking up to it. I hope so. And then you have uh, this guy, uh, Jalen Rose. You know Jalen Rose, right, Sid? I know him very well. He was part of that Michigan Fab Five with King Jackson, Jawan Howard, and Chris Webber, and went on to have a uh, pretty good NBA career, a lot in Indiana, but uh, part of that Michigan Fab Five. But he ain't no rocket scientist. No, no, no. He's got a podcast, though, that they they promote in the New York Post every day. Every day. And he's got a column, yeah, in in the New York Post. Uh, it, it makes no sense. I don't know. He he sounds dumb. He sounds dumber than uh, Mayor Adams, and uh, he sounds dumber than De Blasio. Uh, either way, he he's on. Uh, you know, I think he's on ESPN. He's got, oh yeah, he's got a show on ESPN. Anyway, this is what he said. Listen to him. He's talking about Mount Rushmore. Uh, cut twenty seven. Jalen Rose. Go ahead. Can we retire using Mount Rushmore? That should be offensive to all of us especially Native Americans, the indigenous people, who were the first people here before Christopher Columbus. That land was stolen for them when it was discovered that it contained gold. And 25 years later, to add insult to injury, four American presidents were put on what we call Mount Rushmore on the top of the dead bodies that is buried right underneath so I call for you and for myself. I'm owning this too. Let's stop using the term Mount Rushmore when we're talking about our favorite rappers, talking about our favorite movies, we're talking about our favorite players. Well, they're never going to be talking about you on the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters. <laughs> of anything. Uh, not even yeah, of, of basketball. I mean, he's a good you player. See, but you can hear how stupid he he's is. He's an idiot. How... He's always been an angry uh, one of those guys. I mean, Jalen Rose is right in line with uh, Jamel Hill and Michael Smith. In fact, uh, did a whole chapter in my book on ESPN and Dan Levitard and all these hateful sports figures that, uh, for some reason, hate this country, hate everything great about this country. Jalen Rose, like you said, is uh, you know he's a moron, and, and he's yeah. out, he's made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Went to a wonderful school, Michigan. Played in the NBA. Now has all of the luxuries that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of Americans can't even dream about. And this yeah. guy's bitching about Mount Rushmore. How about that, somebody that, punched that, Jalen Rose across the face? That's right. That Washington and Lincoln and Jefferson gave him those same same people who are on Mount Rushmore. And this uh, woke tard ingrate piece of garbage has the balls to talk about Columbus and uh, just anyway. That's enough reason not to watch ESPN, uh, even though I gravitate towards it a little bit these days because I'm back into sports. But 
Sometimes yeah. I regret it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to go there. Just go to SNY, like like the Met pregame stuff. Yeah. All of our friends, Sal Licata, John Jastrzemski, Kimberly like, Jones, they're all on SNY. They have, they have a lot of uh, you know a lot of horse racing stuff. I go to SNY and it's uh, in the afternoons either, on the weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah. either way, look, Nancy Pelosi went to Asia last week, and well, just to, to, as a precursor to the story, uh, she said this the other day. I played this late in the show yesterday. Pelosi, her connection to China, cut fourteen. When I was a little girl, I was told at the beach if I dug a hole deep enough, we would reach China. So we've always felt a connect connection there so this is the uh, genius that almost started world war three last week uh, that's uh, the connection to china is a hole in the ground uh, digging in the sand when you were a kid however it turns out she's got a hunter biden uh, type son he's uh, somebody described him as hunter biden without the crack pipe she took uh, he, she took her son paul pelosi jr he was on the flight with her to asia making business deals left and right and and, and she was hiding the fact Scrubbed his name from the uh, the the, uh, the registry of passengers on the plane, and tried to hide the fact that she that he was with her, and he's making deals left and right. Believe it or not, here's this guy Peter Schweitzer. This guy is he's a genius when it comes to documenting corruption down in the swamp, and in particular the Bidens these days, the Biden family crime syndicate. Peter Schweitzer he writes books all the time. Here he is talking about Pelosi and her son. On this Asia trip, cut 13, please, Lou. And here all of a sudden her son is along for the trip. He's not a foreign policy advisor. He has no background looking for business deals. This is what you call leverage. This is the sort of stuff you'd expect from the mafia, uh, where you kind of create a demand for your own services. Uh, and the kind of services that Paul Pelosi Jr. is offering are very reminiscent of Hunter Biden's, by the way. They're vague. They're consulting. They're, they're um, uh, you know, offering advisory services. They don't actually have some product uh, that they're trying to sell. So it's a particularly galling and cynical move. Yeah, they're selling out America. They're selling uh, access to Nancy Pelosi's office, the third in line to the presidency. It is no different than Hunter Biden. She's a dirty, rotten, swamp pig of this Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she's disgusting. We're going to get her out. She's not going to be the Speaker of the House any longer after November and hopefully she'll resign and just get we got a clean house, man. This November, we have to clean house. Back to the raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. A disgusting, disgraceful and early October surprise. I'm not sure what it was designed to, to uh, perhaps, as we, we talked about earlier, the pretense is the pretext is to go after him because because he took some boxes and the National Archives want him back. Well, he de he has the authority to declassify anything he wants. And so if if he took these boxes, he did declassify them in the first place. But people think it's a pretext to look for stuff re related to January 6th. That's what these uh, this, that's what these pigs are up to. Uh, Christopher Ray and the rest of these, uh, you know, these uh, these these political operatives, they're not supposed to be, but they are. They're not law enforcement. They're political operatives. Here is uh, you mentioned Alan Dershowitz here. He's talking about. This was way too much overreach on the part of the government. Cut one, Alan Dershowitz. 
The key point that everybody's missing here is that Donald Trump was not in Mar-a-Lago. So there was no reason not to issue a subpoena returnable tomorrow so that there's no claim that Trump could have destroyed anything. This should have been a subpoena, not a search warrant. If it is a search warrant, it has to have a high level of cause demonstrating that the evidence would have been destroyed. Not only that, but under the law, if you seize a safe. You don't go into the safe. You have to get a special warrant to get into the safe, and you have to prove that the material in the locked safe would have been destroyed. So it seems to me that they have violated the rules of the Justice Department. They have gone after both a former president and a future candidate, and they darn well better have smoking gun proof, which I don't see happening. And clearly, there's been a double standard here. There's going to be hell to pay when the Republicans take over Congress. No, please. All these guys are going to be impeached. And uh, th there's never been any uh, family more persecuted than the Trump family. Donald Trump knows it. All he has to do is say he's not running. In fact, he said that at a rally recently cut 24. Donald Trump, go ahead, Lou. I missed Bernie. What did you want? 24. 24, Louie. If I renounce my beliefs, if I agree to stay silent, if I stayed at home and just took it easy, the persecution of Donald Trump would stop immediately. It would stop. But that's not what I will do. I can't do that. Like George Washington, instead of uh, re retiring to his, uh, you know, his home down in Mount Vernon and taking it easy, he's going to fight the fight. He, he's the George Washington of our day. Listen, uh, there's a reason why they're afraid of Donald Trump. People are turning, even... This reporter down in Dallas went into a black neighborhood and she talked to all these black voters. And this is amazing. Listen to all these black voters talking about how they turned on, on uh, Joe Biden. They're going to vote for Donald Trump in the next election. And they're informed. They know what they're talking about. Believe it or not, people are engaged. Uh, cut 16. I started off right there. Go ahead, Lou. Joe Biden keeps tweeting out things like this, how the gas prices are lowering, that, you know, we're not really in a recession. We are going through a recession right now. You have to actually be out here to actually see the results of what's going on in this recession. And trust me, it is a recession because it is hard for us right now. So what would you say to Joe Biden who says we're not really in a recession? You need to do your homework. Yeah. It's real bad out here. It's easy to see it from the comfort of where you're at right now. You know, you don't have to go through what we're going through. So it's easy to say that. Are you happy with Joe Biden as president? No, he's no, I'm not. No, you no, think I'm he's not. doing a good job, bad job? He suck. He ain't doing Get Joe Biden out of office. <laughs> Get him out. Get his ass out. Get him out, coach. What do you think about the Biden administration redefining the term recession? That doesn't sound like a recession to me. But the worst recession we've been in. To be honest, we've never had a recession where gas, housing, I mean, you name it. At one time, even when people's houses were going into foreclosure, those people that lost their homes could at least still go into a grocery store and buy a regular price item. Now you've got houses that are out of control, cars out of control, gas out of control, food out of control. People in the hood, even people in the hood, are engaged. They know what's going on, and uh, it's going to be a. It, they're going to get slaughtered here in November oh, yeah. and 2024. Every You're time not so you say sure. that, I get upset. Okay, uh, listen, that was so good. We have a little more. Cut 17. Go ahead.
So technically we're in a recession, but Joe Biden and his administration say we're not. What do you think about that? He crazy too. Yeah? Yes. Do you think that he's doing a good job or a bad job as president? Bad job. He making it worse. Yeah, we could have kept Donald Trump for this As a 17-year-old who is in college and high school, I'm in dual credit, if you need help, just let us know because I'll step in because at this point, y'all ain't doing it right. I am a female, so yes, I'm aware of what Trump has done in the past, but as far as running a country, he did better than Biden. I feel like nice. everything going up, like it, it's, not, it's not making sense to me how when Trump was here, Everything was low, like we had like two, three dollars worth of gas. A lot of people are going to actually vote for Trump that never thought, this is Oak Cliff, Texas. Trust me, a lot of us will vote for him now than we did before because we went for the good guy saying the right things. But as soon as he got in office, he did everything wrong. He turned around every policy that Trump done. Yeah, see? Uh, yeah, that was good stuff. From the Hispanics to the blacks yep. to the whites yep. to the Asians, everybody knows that the imbecile in chief is a disaster and his administration and the Democrats, you vote Democrat, you're voting, you're committing a suicide mm-hmm. for yourself, essentially. So that was pretty good. Huh? That was great. No, it was great. Again, you know, I don't care about people who bash Biden. It doesn't matter to me because there's a lot of those people that will bash Biden, but will still never vote Republican ever. So, yeah, he sucks, but I'm waiting for Buttigieg or Harris. But when I hear somebody bash Biden and and say nice things about Trump, that's a completely different story. I love that. And even recognize, okay, I don't like, uh, you know, his style and uh, his, his boorish style, as you, you heard uh, in, in those interviews. And there. that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Tweets. That's fair. But still, he knew how to run a country. 100%. And that is, uh, that is music to my ears that people are waking up. There's a, an epiphany. Yep. I've been saying it for a long time. And that seems to be some sort of proof. Exhibit A right there uh, in the hood down in uh, Texas somewhere. Here on the Bernie and Sid Show, we're going to speak to Bo Deedle coming up this hour. The great Bo Deedle. A lot more of the Bernie and Sid Show to come. Keep it where it is, ladies and gentlemen. Olivia and John, the great. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Tuesday, I noticed a study out of the University of Michigan that estimates the slow death of people who eat comfort food. Researchers selected what tastes good and subtracted minutes from our lives if we consume the following. Bacon. For every helping, your existence will be six minutes shorter. Pizza, eight minutes shorter. Double cheeseburger, say goodbye to nine minutes. Soda, 12 minutes closer to death every beverage. And the absolute worst is eating a hot dog. For every Frank digested, you lose a whopping 36 minutes of your life. Now, if that study is true, I should have been dead eight years ago. My mother boiled hot dogs like a madwoman. I thought I might die on the spot eating them. Who knew back in the 1960s that hot dogs were the new black plague? And what about that Joey Chestnut guy? He's still walking around after eating thousands of dogs. Bacon and pizza are American staples, and the average lifespan in this country is approaching 80. So what's up with that? Easy on the double cheeseburgers, though, if you're not auditioning to play Fatty Arbuckle. Soda is the devil, let's be honest. Check out the label, sugar, sugar, as the Archie sang. Soft drinks will kill you, it's just a matter of when. 
The calculation we all must make is what kind of longevity do we really want? You can eat kale and broccoli, but is it worth it? Especially when you could be eaten by a shark at any moment, and they don't care what's in your stomach. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. John, the tribute continues on Bernie and Sid all morning long. Olivia again passing away after a 30-year battle with breast cancer yesterday at the age of 73. So it inspired me to ask Bernard, the most famous Australian. I included Steve Irwin. I included Crocodile Dundee, Air Supply Olivia. And uh, Bernie said Mel Gibson, and Bernie's wrong, as it turns out. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman's a good one, yes. But it can't be Mel Gibson. Okay. He's not from Australia. As it turns out, oh, is that right? Mel Gibson is from Peekskill, New York, was born in Peekskill, New ah. York, and his father, in an effort to make sure that his sons didn't fight in Vietnam, moved his family to Australia. So not only is Mel Gibson a Jew hater, Clever. but his father's a draft dodger. Oh. <laughs> wow. Boy, cranky. So My wait. phone blew up from people like, Mel Gibson is not Australian, he's from Peekskill. Listen, he's a friend of Bill O'Reilly. You say he's a Jew hater. Yes, um, Mel Gibson, that's right. Yeah, uh, We know that already. That's, well, that's old news. Actually, I'm, I'm not that familiar with his, uh, with his anti-Semitism uh, exactly. I mean, is it the I, movies that I he made he, about Jesus? No, he I went think... on, a, on a rant one night, like a crazy rant oh, about Jews. Oh. Yeah, like like a really bad rant. Like, oh, like okay. is also the Passion of the Christ thing. You probably think he's it is that. He's right? No, I don't care about to, that. Yeah, you no. know. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no that's okay. No, but okay. he he went on okay. a rant on like a drunken rant. Remember when like Roseanne Barr was uh, went on her rant and she blamed it on the stuff that you take, Bernie. The uh, what do you call that? Uh, what the oh the uh, the ambient? Yeah, she blamed. Yeah. Uh, she said these horrible things. Love the or Ann Coulter one night went off on the Jews and Israel, and she may have had a couple of glasses of wine. That was the contention, the rumor, at least allegedly. While uh, Gibson went on a Jew hating rant one one time, and okay. he's been Fair labeled enough. that ever since. So. Fair enough. Yeah, I, but I, I but listen, I don't know if it's true, but my phone blew up. No, but he's from Peekskill, New York, uh, Mel Gibson. Okay, so I'll, I'll go with Nicole Kidman. I like Nicole Kidman. I'm still yeah. going with um, with uh, Irwin or Crocodile Dundee. Um, now, listen, it didn't take very long for the uh, these uh, the horrible network. CNN just ran a, a uh, whole segment with uh, Bernie's friend, John Berman. <laughs> and the... Uh, <laughs> the segment was, you ready for this, uh, over this ridiculous FBI raid last night, which is just the continued persecution and harassment 
of President Donald Trump. That's all this is in an effort to make sure he can't run in 2024. So CNN just did a whole segment with John Berman on will these charges disqualify President Trump from holding office in the future? They just did that segment. I mean, well, they, uh, they clearly spelled out exactly what the motivation yeah, is. Exactly right. But, uh, again, what charges? They just raided his – they got a bunch of boxes. They January 6th, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the January 6th stuff. Well, I, don't, they, I don't know. They don't know. Nobody – there's no charges. There are no charges. There, there's a reason why Merrick Garland hasn't charged him. He doesn't have anything. Bottom line, he's got right, nothing. Right. And, and the whole January 6th thing, it went from, you know, Trump uh, organized and incited – an armed insurrection to, uh, you know, he didn't tweet fast enough, right. essentially. Right, That's all they have. They have, they have squat. They have nothing. So they, they're looking to try to get something to try to obviously surprise him and, uh, you know, crack open his safe. He's got to have something in the safe, right? Why would he lock it up if it wasn't anything untoward in here? Uh, no, they don't have anything on him. He's clean. This guy's smart. He's been around for a long time. He's, you know, businessman. He crosses his T's and dots his I's. Uh, he's a very careful guy, and he never did anything wrong during the four years uh, uh, he was president. Nothing. A Russia collusion, nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing at all. It, it, no, no ethics violations whatsoever. Nothing. The phone call with Zelensky, the ridiculous impeachment, all Which, of it, all hoaxes. And, and, and what did he do? Release the transcript. Okay, here's the transcript. It was it's a, the perfect phone call. I don't know about but there was nothing wrong with it. No. Not a damn thing. No. In fact, Joe Biden was the one who was a corrupt He's the one who uh, blackmailed the Ukraine to fire the prosecutor because he was looking into Hunter Biden's company, Burisma. So who's who's corrupt? Who's corrupt, huh? I mean, what are you yelling that... at me for? I'm on your side. I like Donald Trump. I know. I'm yelling at them. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, these sons of bitches. And uh, just, I just go back. Who's corrupt hark- now, Sid? Huh? Huh? Harking back to uh, you know uh, the Attorney General under Obama meeting Bill Clinton on the tarmac. Lynch, yeah. I mean, and, and thought yeah. she would get away with it. I know. And well, she have did. If the, she did so, get away with it. Well, for a little while, but uh, somebody found out. She should be in prison with Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden. And not only that, she was the one, by the way, when she was Brooklyn uh, U.S. Attorney, and she was. Uh, Clinton plucked her from obscurity there. I'm not saying it was, uh, you know, it was because of her, she was a female, she had lady parts or other considerations. I'm not saying that. Either way, he plucked it from obscurity as a Brooklyn U.S. attorney to be attorney general. But she was the one who hired Todd Kaminsky. That's right. Uh, he worked in, under her in the uh, Brooklyn U.S. attorney's office, the guy who came up with the no-cash bail law. So there's a double whammy on this uh, Loretta Lynch. But, yes, meeting Bill Clinton on the tarmac to discuss whether or not we're going to charge your wife. I mean, come I mean, on. That is as, 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 as swampy, dirty as you can possibly get. Agreed. Uh, you, Jackman, what about him? Yeah, no, I thought of that, uh, Les Mis and all that stuff, but still, nah. He's, uh, he's, he's pretty big. What about Les Mis? He was, uh, what's that, uh, the, the, the superhero guy, the, uh, with, you know, with the bit of long nails. And, uh, you know, come on, they're famous. Yeah, yeah I don't watch superheroes. No, 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 in the movies, it was a big deal. Uh, you know, the, the character, you Jackman played, the, uh, uh, like Edward, a wolf guy. Edward, Edward Scissorhands. No, that was Johnny Depp, like the wolf guy. Uh, Wolverine. Diaz. Wolverine, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. See Whatever. that? You're struggling to remember. But Nicole Kidman slides right off your tongue. Right off my tongue. What? Who said that? I don't know if you can say Tom that. Cruise said You know, that, talking right? about that, I got a phone call yesterday from Cindy Adams. And um, I'm in the gym, and my phone rings. Uh, one of these calls that you can't see the name or the number, you know? And I'm always very hesitant to pick those up. 
because people want to kill me. Right, I never pick them up. Never pick it up. Right. But I, I, I was in the gym. I had my, testo- my testosterone was working. I felt tough. I'm like, who could this possibly be? I pick it up. And it's some old lady, and she goes, hi, I work in Cindy Adams' office, and Cindy wants to speak with you. And I said, absolutely not. She said, really? <laughs> I said, no, I'm wow. kidding. Put Cindy on the damn phone. Nobody turns down Cindy. <laughs> uh, never. So Cindy gets on the phone. She goes, so I hear that you guys are saying nice things about me. I said, yes, that is true. I said, we'd like you to pee on us instead of um, oh. Nancy Pelosi. Oh, <laughs> Oh, it sounds like the Russian steel dossier. <laughs> right up Hillary Clinton's alley, yes. Yeah. And she laughed, and she was very good about it. And then I told her that if she doesn't promote my book, we'll never mention her again. And she said, just send me a copy, and that was it. It was a great conversation. Every time I speak and or, or, or meet this lady, you feel the same way, Bernie. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a riot. I mean, even a, a three-minute phone call yesterday in the gym, and Cindy Adams had me laughing hysterically. Hysterically. No question. Now, listen, she's uh, fearless. She's a cranky... Uh... Old broad who doesn't care what she, you know, what she said. She kind of like uh, your mom's. In a, yes, you know, much in a like way. Naomi. A very yeah. good, and very, very good comparison. Very good. And, and like my mom, uh, Cindy Adams loves Donald Trump, hates Joe Biden, hates Eric Adams, hates Kamala Harris, hates Nancy Pelosi. So not only is she an, an amazing writer and, and really a legend but beyond any possible means, she is a truly great American. Cindy and she Adams. also is uh, the widow of John Quincy Adams. That is true. Don't forget yes, that. That's exactly right. Yes, yeah, she broke up with George Washington and ended up dating John Quincy Adams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, traffic and sports, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next. Bo Deedle as well. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app simulcast out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. As we continue our tribute to the late, great Olivia Newton-John, uh, that's a, a, a favorite, a 70s song. I don't think they're playing that up at Rails, to be quite honest with you. But, <laughs> Probably uh, not, no. Still a pretty good, uh, a, a, a damn good song, actually. Uh, rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. Let's bring in... Uh, the uh, one of the uh, well, the, the the godfather of Rails, I would say, and he's a great actor, a, a f- former hero cop, a wildly successful a private detective, big bad Bo Deedle, a friend of Bernie and Sid, a dear friend. Good morning, Bo Deedle. All right, Bo. Hey, hey guys. Good morning, and Olivia Newton-John. Let me tell you, I had many a dream about her. What a gorgeous <laughs> lady she was <laughs> and is, and we're gonna miss her. We're really gonna miss her. No question. Um, okay. All right, let's go right at it. I guess hey, Bo, listen, you sound a little, uh, are you on a speaker? You sound a little uh, vague, a little distant. How's that sound better? Yeah, Much. Sound good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, you sound it fine. Is. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's start with the current news here, the invasion of Mar-a-Lago. 
and I was an original member of Mar-a-Lago. And what happened, uh, what happened uh, yesterday is just disgraceful. And I think this is the beginning of Americans losing their freedoms. Uh, this was totally controlled by this Merrick Garland piece of garbage. He is completely biased, and he didn't have, it didn't have to happen this way. They could have given the subpoena and then ordered the safe or whatever. This was done in a, in a sense to just shake up Trump from running or whatever. And all of a sudden now, this is the beginning. We just saw with this new bill increase the IRS with $80 billion, 80,000 new IRA agents. We're going to become the victims. This is going to be controlling your life. They will prosecute you if they feel as though you're not paying your right amount of taxes. This is the beginning of the change in this country, and people don't realize it's all coming, and we see what's happening right now. This Eric Garland is a total woke, woke, woke jerk-off, and all he cares about is taking Trump down. We can't even get fair trials. Look what happened with that guy, Michael Sussman, in the Washington court. And if Donald Trump goes before a Washington court, the same fate is going to be for him right there. They had camp, uh, Clinton's campaign lawyer, that guy Sussman, Michael Sussman. Yeah, he was clearly guilty. He was, he, the, the evidence was incontrovertible. He was guilty as sin. And the, 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 the D.C. Yeah, jury acquitted him. They had emails, everything. My yep. problem is if they go before a Washington court with anything with Donald Trump, they're going to Donald Trump is going to lose with these juries. Right. And that's what's happening right now. Uh, it, it, it is totally crazy. And right now in New York, tomorrow I'm, I'm having a uh, news conference with Lee Zeldin. Look, I don't understand what's going on with the head of the Republican Party of New York. We should all be rallying around Lee Zeldin. Well, I'll tell you what's going on. Nick Langworthy, the head of that party, is too busy running for Congress, and he forgot what his real job is, which is to get Republicans to win. That's a terrible job by Nick Langworthy. You know, I, I talk to Lee all the time. I'm 100 percent. Everything else, 100. I'm trying to get I, Curtis said he's going to be there. I'm trying to get Fernando Matos to be with us tomorrow. Let's face one thing. All he needs, all he needs, Lee, is 35 percent in New York City. Now, New York City. He actually only needs about 29 percent, but yeah, about, about that I, I'm number. I'm talking right. about to win. Yeah. To win and don't look back 35, but let's shoot for the 35. Okay. In New York City, we have Hispanic blacks. We have moderate Democrats. We have people that care about their families, about the family safety and all that. This is the, the line in the sand. We have to come out. We have to get these people to vote. We have to. And then all of a sudden, Hochul uh, comes out with this baloney. Oh, it's the judges. Uh, we don't have the evidence. How about the evidence of a guy arrested 101 times, 40 percent murders and shooters up? And then all of a sudden, Hochul, Hasty, and the other cousins, they need to listen to the people, right? All of a sudden, she's talking about that uh, that. There is no evidence. How about those 10 worst uh, recidivists accounting for 500 arrests since the mm -hmm. limit, since 2000? I mean, these. We're, we're, how much more data do you need, you friggin' moron? And even John <laughs> John Miller, John Miller, my friend, was on Cat's Roundtable on Sunday. He said it right. He said it was like a, an atomic bomb dropping off on criminal justice. Everything was going fine until this thing was passed. What they did was, he said, they shook off, they dusted off all these radical forms, and they stuffed it into one bill, and they couldn't even get anything in there, anything more they couldn't get anymore. And that was the direction of our country 
in our state the way we're going. Right now, it's all about one thing. Anybody listening there, not just vote. The most important thing is to get Lee into uh, into as our as yep. our governor. And things can change. Everyone says, "Oh, they can't change the assembly. They can't change. Uh, they can't change the state senate." But in reality, you're the governor. You shut down their money. Shut down their money exactly. for their little baby pet projects. And I can't believe. I can't believe what happened here with this uh, IRS. Do you realize what they're going to do right now? Have you ever been audited? I've been audited twice when I was a Fox News contributor. They come after you. If you don't have receipts, sorry, no loan. Now, all of a sudden, they fine you. And then interest and penalties compounded. Does anybody have any idea what we're facing right now? And you know what you're going to be like? You're going to be like a crumb. You must step up. You must vote in November for the people that support law and order and support our cops. The cops are leaving by the hundreds and thousands. This is so ridiculous. And now all of a sudden, this is what we're facing, guys, and it's horrible. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm, by the way, you mentioned, you mentioned the cops are leaving, and uh, I don't know, guy that uh, just gained a fruitful position office, the mayor, former cop himself, you would have thought that he would be able to keep the cops on the force, but being that he doesn't ever really ever, ever, ever defend the police, even your guy Adams has not done a good job of keeping cops in this city. That goes right back to him, Bo. I hate to say it. You know, de Blasio hated the cops. Here comes Eric Adams, and guess what? The cops hate Eric Adams, too. Have you been seeing what these cops look like on the streets? First of all, there's no kind of now you can be convicted. Felons, you they're pushing them in, and now you, even the sergeant's test, they're giving the answers to the sergeant's test. <laughs> uh, they're cheating on that. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. where, where are we going with this thing? And I, I now, if this is the first time in my life, I say hi to cops all the time. And they don't, they don't even know what one tough cop of Bo Deedle is. That's they it. look at me like I'm an old man uh, lipping down the street. But, but, but hmm. I'm going to tell you, it really is getting bad out there because the cops are not doing their job because they don't want to get involved. They don't no. know how to take someone down without putting them into a headlock. And here's the big one for our listening audience, okay? Bo Deedle thought he was smarter than the average bear. So, you know, you got the speed cameras, you got bus lane cameras. Right now, they're ticketing the nuts off everybody's cars going through these things, speed and all that. I thought I was smarter than the average bear. So I bought one of these plastic plate covers that they advertise. They can't read your plate. I put it on my car Sunday. I spent about an hour and a half because I had to drill holes and crap in my new Mercedes there because I'm going to be smarter. Yesterday, Monday, one friggin' day, I come out of my office. $65 ticket on a plastic <laughs> cover. I ripped no. the friggin' plastic cover off, oh. and I ripped it, and I didn't care. I cut my hand ripping it off, and I threw oh. it on the ground. But all of a sudden, there was two cars parked down the block with uh, construction reflecting jackets in their dashboard. They had no tickets. What, what is that? Is that a special pass? Yep. A reflecting jacket because you're a construction worker? <laughs> hey, if I got to pay, you're going to pay. Everybody should pay. No, this oh, is bad. This is the, the, we're, we're defunding the police and superfunding the, uh, the the tax the the IRS the tax police. I mean, it's ridiculous. And the fact that these young cops don't know who the hell Bo Deedle is. It's like a young black kid not knowing who Martin Luther King is. This is a <laughs> no. damn disgrace. No, but you know what? It, well, it, it, you know, but they don't. I mean, and a lot of these like sports kids, for example. They don't know who Walter Payton yeah. is. Like, there's no appreciation of history in any profession today by any of these young people. They're basically morons. I hate to say it, Paul. Well, tomorrow is a big day. 
Uh, we're going to be up there at uh, 3422 Broadway. That's 139th Broadway in Manhattan with the next governor, Lee Zeldin. I'm going to try to get – well, Curtis City's coming. I'm going to try to get Mateo. I spoke with him. He's going to let me know. But I will be there at 10 o'clock tomorrow, and I welcome people to support Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin is our only chance. Agreed. And the New York State Republicans should wake the frig up, support this guy. Let's get behind this guy. I had a head of the Indian community is going to be there, and he says, I have a blank check for my friend Lee. He has to be elected because I don't want my families to be victims. This is not about criminals, morons out there. This is about the good people, the victims. And if you don't vote for Lee and all these Republicans and people are for law and order. We're going into the real abyss. Now we got it from the federal side where they're going to be prosecuting the nuts off you. Wait till they see what they do with your salaries, Sid and Bernie. Wait till everybody sees when the IRS agents come there and you don't have your receipt. You know what's going to happen? They're going to default you and the penalties and interest are going to eat you up. This is communism, beginning of communism in our country. We must vote in november please everyone if you're a cab driver or a waitress or something like that they're coming after you man they're gonna they're, they're gonna they're gonna screw you big time you don't have the receipts as you point out bo for say tips yeah. or something like that yeah. i mean they, yeah. you don't have the the means to defend yourself to hire an attorney you don't have that you're gonna they'll cave to what guilty. they'll find you guilty and then what happens bernie and sid when they find you guilty, they start compounding. I'll never forget. I was not even living in New York. I had three houses on Long Island paying over 100000 in taxes. And they said that I was in city 188 days. And I showed I wasn't. And I fought it for 10 years. Then when I ran for mayor, they put me on the front page of the paper. Bo owed 488000 which was a total damn lie. I went to the uh, head of the uh, tax department. I said, here, here's 250 I'll pay you 50000 a month. Let me get rid of this because I'm running for mayor. They didn't say that. They had me down as a cat. as a damn lie. I paid it all. And I owe nothing. But this is the point. Interest and penalties on 100000 turn out to be only almost $500,000 compounded, whatever they compounded. They, they put it on. And the next thing is I, I, they said I owed 500000 You know what I did? I paid them just to get it off my back. But a lot yeah. of people can't do that. But you as the little guy, you don't understand something. They will be coming. And you do your short form, well, you know what that short form is going to mean? They're going to be able to audit your little short form, too. So beware. If you want to vote for these creepos, and look at this bill. Look at you, this bill. you got to vote Republican, doing. folks. Bottom line, Bo Deedle, another great, great appearance. Uh, you're the best. We love you. Big bad Bo Deedle on the Bernie and Sid show. Uh, listen, a lot more of the show to come. Two more hours, ladies and gentlemen. Please keep it where it is. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. Network. Sandy! Teddy? What are you, what are you doing here? I, I, I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plan. I can't... 
Well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. Danny? <laughs> that's my name. Don't wear it out. What's the matter with you? <laughs> What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? <laughs> what happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? Well, I do not know. I mean, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe there's two of us, right? <laughs> why, why, why don't you take out a missing persons ad or, or, or try the yellow pages? I don't know. <laughs> You're a fake and a phony, and I wish I'd never laid eyes on you. Before we get over sixes, folks, could be talking about Billy Newton John or Donald Trump or Stoning Marte. You get all of it on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. Welcome back. Hour number three. Again, the tribute to the great Olivia Newton John continues. That was a very famous scene from the movie Grease. And this, of course, a very famous song from the movie Grease, which will be 45 years old next year. Olivia Newton John passed away after a 30 year battle. With breast cancer, which came back four times, she finally succumbed yesterday at the age of 73. And um, anybody who knows anything about her is sad. One of the very few people, especially in the entertainment industry, where you just can't say anything bad about this lady. Nothing. Not a thing, no. So, you know, sweet uh, apple pie is American is all that. Although she was an Australian, but she, was, uh, she became America's sweetheart. Uh, after that movie, I would pause it. Yeah, and, and yeah. a bunch of good songs. We, we embraced her, we loved her because she was, uh, you know, just everything you 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 want, I guess, in a woman. I I, I would imagine the ideal yeah. American uh, ideal of a woman, Olivia Newton-John. Anyway, you're cute, uh, you know, and uh, just uh, I don't know. I just it's the sadness. I just can't uh, articulate it. I just feel. Uh, a hole somewhere, and it's yeah. uh, it's just uh, you know you know. You know uh, listen, I get it. On. I mean, you know, you make fun of me all the time for Penny Marshall, but Tuesday nights when I was growing up, it was huge. I had Happy Days at eight o'clock, Laverne and Shirley at eight thirty, Three's Company at nine, nine to five at nine thirty, and Heart to Heart at ten o'clock. And when Laverne, Penny Marshall passed away, who also, by the way, made great movies like Big, one of my favorite movies with Tom Hanks, it crushed me. A piece of my childhood I felt like died that day. This is the same thing. Well, when you've got somebody you've, you've loved for 30 years, 40 years, and they pass away, A, it's a piece of your childhood going away, and B, it's also a reminder of our own mortality. And that really you know, sucks. Yeah, that's true. That's a, it's all that. And uh, that's what we're, what we're looking at this morning. Uh, the poor thing, she was, uh, you know, she still looked good. It, 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 yeah, as yeah. you pointed out earlier. On Instagram, three days before her death, a picture with her daughter. She looked pretty good, uh, but she was suffering, no doubt, and, uh, you know, knew probably that the end was near. And uh, so she was brave, courageous, all those things, uh, dealing with this for a long time. And uh, I don't know, just uh, just a sad, sad uh, morning. Uh, So uh, rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. A sad and angry morning. That's how we started the show. The sad part, Olivia Newton-John. The angry part. For any decent red-blooded American, certainly any decent President Trump supporter, what happened last night at Mar-a-Lago was unacceptable. Unacceptable, the continued witch hunt and persecution 
of President Trump, 45. I'm getting people on my Instagram going, why? Well, well he was wrong, Sidney. And, you know, you don't take away documents. So when you're the president, to the way, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear. I was so mad this morning that I actually joined Truth Social. And I've now posted twice on Truth Social, which is Donald Trump's basically Twitter. That's how angry I am. I want to support and show my support for Donald Trump this morning more than ever. Because last night, not that it wasn't enough already, Russian hoax, impeachment hoax. It was enough already years ago. But last night, that nonsense, if you're not angry today, quite frankly, you don't love this country. Uh, Yeah, I would go with that. It is... uh... You don't know, because what the, they're abusing the uh, Department of Justice. They're usurping democracy. I mean, this is really total o- government overreach. Uh, this has never happened. Trump is calling it this morning a reverse Watergate. Yeah, well, what do you this- think about that? I, I, again, they broke into the, the Nixon the headquarters and, and all that back, back for Watergate. Do you see the comparison here? Well, I see it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a loose uh, analogy, but uh, it works. It works for me. Uh, yeah, they broke into the Watergate Hotel. It wasn't anybody's uh, right. private residence. Right. The w- Watergate ap- apartment complex. Uh, but with Trump, this is this flimsy pretext because of the National Archives. I mean, that is not, that is garbage. That's nothing. They could have, as Alan Dershowitz and others have posited, subpoenaed him. They could have dealt with his lawyers easily. I mean, to get these uh, the, to get these documents back. They claim they're classified. Well, the fact remains that the uh, president of the United States has the authority to declassify documents. So if he declassified them and then took them, all is good. Everything's on the up and up. Uh, so th- so their, their pretext does not work. And it is, as Trump pointed out, prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's all designed to get him to charge him with something because he is, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. He, they know he's going to win in he's 24. Win. Right, right. And then you just saw that down at, at CPAC, uh, 80% to Trump, uh, 20% to Santos. And that 20% to Santos, those people will vote for Trump in, in a heartbeat. Of course. I mean, they're just saying. Of course. You know, they're just saying, give me somebody fresh. That's all they're saying. DeSantis is not. actually furious, like you and I this morning, and McCarthy. What do you make of the fact that the FBI decided to do this raid when they knew, they knew that Donald Trump was in Trump Tower here in New York City, just a couple of blocks away from where I am right now, and not in West Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah, that was chicken shizzle is what it was. Yeah, uh, cowards. To do it. Yeah, because it would have been, that would have been very interesting if somebody could have taped it. If Trump was there, you know, uh, heckling these, these, these dirty cops, these filthy, stinking, dirty swamp rat cops, of he was heckling them while they were going rifling through his stuff, and which they did, and and they cracked open his safe there. Uh, this is Kevin McCarthy. He's the minority leader, soon to be the majority leader in the House. I think people will vote him in. He's, you know, I, I'm not 100 percent behind this guy. I think he's a little uh, wishy-washy. Uh, but well, he, way, he has he, been wishy-washy on January 6th, right? Yes, he has been, and uh, just the. I don't know. I just don't get the greatest feeling from him, but he's going to be the probably going to be the guy, and so I have to support him anyway. What, what he wrote was pretty good, though. I like this. He wrote uh, last night. I've seen enough. The Department of Justice has reached an intolerable state of weaponized politicization. Say that word three times fast. <laughs> when Republicans take back the House, we will conduct immediate oversight of this department, follow the facts, and leave no stone unturned. And here's here's the uh, kicker: Attorney General Garland. 
preserve your documents and documents and clear your calendar because that's what's going to happen. Love it. They're, they're going to do to the Democrats Love what the, these these mutts have been doing to the Republicans with these committees and these mm. investigations, these phony investigations. This is going to be a legit one. And uh, all of these things. And uh, so, so I look forward to that. And that's what has to happen. Yep. You have to get the hell out in November and vote Republican. Right. We got to take back the House, which we probably will. The odds are 82 percent that we do. And the Senate right now, it is 52 percent. Democrats retain it. 48 percent. We win it. Need uh, big uh, votes for guys like Herschel Walker down in Georgia. Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. For, uh, for all that to happen, you know, it's not easy, and I, and I love the guy, you love the guy even more, to uh, turn Donald Trump into a quote-unquote victim. But I really believe what the FBI did last night for a rational person who doesn't have a stake in the game, doesn't love Donald Trump or hate Donald Trump, I think Donald Trump comes off today like a victim. I think they've like done a that. martyr. Yes. That's right. Like, exactly right. Uh, yeah, this is definitely uh, going to backfire. It is backfiring already. It's uniting Everybody uh, against these uh, sleazy Democrats and around Donald Trump, who you feel sorry for. This family has been the most persecuted family in the history of the nation. I mean, it really is unprecedented. It's sick, this, this, this Trump derangement syndrome, the lengths to which they've gone to, to get rid of Donald Trump. And they still can't. The guy's still thriving and surviving. I mean, uh, but, but, yeah, this is going to backfire. Uh, the, the problem with uh, this and us uniting around Trump over this, is that might distract from the, the many, 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 many Biden failures. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of want it to be about Biden's failures and not about Trump's, uh, you know, persecution yeah. necessarily. Maybe we combine the two, can combine the two successfully. But again, uh, the, it's enough to, to crush uh, Joe Biden on his failures. We played the uh, clip earlier of these, these people in the hood who uh, are well aware of Biden's failures, feeling the inflation and how everything sucks under Joe Biden, and it was good under yeah. Donald Trump, essentially. How could the FBI, and again, I go back to Miranda Devine, always want to give her credit, wrote an article just yesterday pointing out how crooked and corrupt and inept Christopher Ray is and the FBI just yesterday, even before this raid. But how could the FBI demand any credibility when you've got Hillary Clinton walking the streets when she's got 33,000 emails she can't account for? You've got Hunter Biden who clearly did a bunch of illegal things. you got two people in Clinton and Biden who should be in jail, and they're wasting their time breaking into Donald Trump's residence. How could the FBI demand any credibility? Uh, they can't. They really can't. It, it is really disgusting. Yeah, she had the server in her house in Chappaqua. In her house. And those emails had already been subpoenaed. And then, after they were subpoenaed, it was only after that that she destroyed them. How, how how illegal is that? This lady should be, she should be doing time. She should be have ha, have been doing time now for about five years. She shouldn't. She should be still in jail. Uh, to your point about Miranda Devine, uh, Christopher Ray is a dirty swamp pig, is what he is. This FBI director, and uh, yeah, she wrote that column, and she said this. Look, this is cut nine. Uh, our friend Miranda Devine on the Democrats ruining. The FBI. Cut number nine, please. Miranda Devine. A hundred FBI agents raiding the home of the former president, uh, potential future presidential candidate. It is incredible, as you have had people say, it is unprecedented. And it's really frightening because 
Uh, the FBI is supposed to be doing something about uh, crime and terrorism, uh, yet their biggest ever investigation has been into the Capitol riot on January 6, which was bad, but in the context of things that are wrong in this country, it is really not the worst thing to be looking at. And yet it seems that Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Chuck Schumer, sadly Joe Biden seem to be running the FBI and its priorities. True. And uh, listen, even Letitia James, same thing. She's got a million people to prosecute in this city. Where's the billion dollars that the Blasio's wife took all those years ago? And mm-hmm. how many months and months and months and months did she waste on Donald Trump and his taxes? Oh, yeah. After, uh, by the way, Cyrus Vance did the same thing and decided nothing here and spent millions of dollars going through, pouring through Trump's taxes, uh, you know, uh, prosecutors working uh, week over, uh, you know, over weekends, pouring over these things, and he came up with nothing. And she took up the same cause again, wasting your dollars, taxpayer dollars, for nothing. And this DOJ, this Department of Justice, the same Department of Justice that investigated parents as terrorists down in Virginia at these school board meetings. I mean, that was a priority yep. to them. Parents are terrorists, yes. refusing to arrest these uh, these dirtbags, terrorizing these Supreme Court judges. I mean, this is all. This is this is politics, pure and simple, and that's banana republic stuff. When you have the, uh, the you know you know the, the the law enforcement arm of yep. the federal government, yep. uh, you know, getting involved in politics. That's that's third world crap. Yep, that's what we've got right now, folks. We got to take a, a short break. We got Lou Dobbs' business report coming up. Then Lydia reports. Then more of this and beat Bernie. This is the Tuesday edition, and it's been a great one. A Bernie and Sid in the morning on Talk Radio seventy-seven WABC. This is Lydia reports on seventy-seven WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. On a normal day, I would probably do a story about the 80-year-old woman who's banned from the YMCA because she was upset about a transgender, a guy with a penis, showering next to her and looking at other girls, or the fact that crime is up over 80% in AOC's district. But today is no ordinary day, right? We've been talking about this all morning long. We're all waking up to the reality that our former president was raided by the FBI because he's almost guaranteed to win the White House again in 2024. Just a couple of the tweets from people just kind of putting this in perspective. You have Mike Pompeo, and he talks about the apparent political weaponization of the DOJ. FBI is a shameful. The attorney general must explain why 250 years of practice was upended with this raid. I served on Benghazi where we proved that Hillary possessed classified information. We didn't raid her home. And it goes on and on, just kind of what this double standard of a two-tier justice system, one for the Democrats and, and one for the Republicans. And you can't help but wonder, was this all planned? You know, because now Biden, he's kind of on a high, right? He doesn't have COVID anymore, supposedly. He passed this uh, major legislation that is going to make us even more broke. I want to I want you guys to take a listen to when he was on Jimmy Kimmel and it it was a joke, right? This was back in June, but I wonder if there was some truth to it. Did he know what was about to happen? Take a listen. Look, the Republicans don't play it square. Why do you play it square? Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. Well, yeah, I'm not a joke. Like what? 
And I, I understand their argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? Well, you've got to send them to jail, uh, you know. <laughs> there's that little box directly to jail. Yeah, a little, uh, uh, you know, a pretense of what's to come or something like that. Either way, but what are they? What is he talking about? The Republicans are doing that they don't follow. What? Uh, what? What can they point to that the Trump administration did in the, in their four years that was illegit, that was illegal, that was unethical? What? Yeah, what? What? I mean, I just had some idiot named Matt Ingram. Don't know who he is. Bernie and Lydia. Put on my Facebook page a picture of Donald Trump and a quote from Trump that says anybody being investigated by the FBI should not be allowed to be in office with five different dates when he said it. So this person's contention is, oh, well, he said if you're being, you know, investigated by the FBI, you shouldn't serve like he shouldn't serve. And, and, and again, I'm trying to figure out what did Donald Trump do? that he would be put in that in that category. To yeah. your point, Bernie, I can't figure it out either. Yeah, they just keep saying it as if it's so. What? Right. Give us some examples. I don't I, I can't, honestly, can't remember anything. God, that, they've that tried they everything. They've tried everything with yes. this bastard. Everything. Yes, yes. Right. And yes. It, was, it was obviously the other way around. These people, you know, they knew the Steele dossier, by the way, was fake and phony. They knew it. Uh, Comey knew it. Everybody knew it. They let it go forward. They let it be the basis for... The Mueller investigation, it was, all, it was all lies, and they knew it was all they lies, knew it. and yep. they allowed it to go forward. And they ruined and we, we, other people's lives, Manafort yep. and Flynn. And by the way, the worst thing they ever did, honestly, was COVID was starting to, to really take its toll. It really was. Early on, it was a little scary. Even I'd admit that, even though me and Bernie were at the forefront of what it really was. Early on, it was a little scary. And what did they do that first month? They impeached the president. They couldn't right. care less that people That's were right. dying in That's huge right. numbers. All they cared about was some ridiculous tax-paying waste of time and money with President Trump. This yeah. witch hunt has gone on for six goddamn years. Yeah, you, you it's, talk it's about enough. It. And Schiff, Schiff, he lied. By the way, Shifty Schiff with the whole Russia collusion lied, lied, lied about all the evidence he had. Then he would go on late night talk shows, lie, lie, lie. Where is where he should be in jail? He should be in right. jail for all the money, the the millions of dollars. This is what it's all about. 18 U.S. Code 2071 concealment, removal or mutilation. Generally, when it comes to notes, if you look at B, it says and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. So if he's found guilty of even, say, mutilating a little sticky note, anything that they say, they're going to try to disqualify him on a technicality because that's the only way they can beat Donald Trump because they know that they have put this country in the toilet. I also don't think it's a coincidence that you see Trump killing in the polls, the straw polls, the momentum, the rallies. Who shows up at Biden's rallies? Who shows up? Nobody. Even when he was running for president, Rally. nobody voted that's, for that's Biden. Funny. They voted against Trump. Yeah, no, no question about it. And then uh, we played a, a little clip this morning of uh, some urban voters who are hip to that. They, they admitted, yeah, we voted uh, against Donald Trump. We didn't like, you know, his abrasive style and uh, some of the things he said. But truth be told, is urban voters saying this morning, truth be told, uh, gas prices and uh, food prices were a lot lower. Things were a lot better. Crime was a lot l less than it is now under Donald Trump. Urban voters. 
Uh, so people are waking up. They're experiencing an epiphany right now. And that's why these Democrats are getting desperate. I just don't know why they did this uh, here in August as opposed to waiting just before the election, you know, the traditional October surprise. I don't know why they did. Maybe they have something else up their sleeves for October. But either way, there are the corrupt ones. I mentioned to Sid earlier, uh, Lydia. I mean, going back, you talk about a corrupt, uh, uh, corrupt party administration, the Obama administration, Loretta Lynch, the attorney general, meeting with Bill Clinton on a tarmac, uh, been t- uh, try- trying, you know, to have a secret meeting over the, the, the possibility of Hillary Clinton being charged. I mean, you, you talk about, forget about unethical, corrupt, that, that meeting right there, uh, and that, was, that was the beginning of all this corruption with the FBI and the DOJ culminating in this uh, raid last night. They're the ones who are guilty of what they're accusing the Republicans are, as is always the case. And I'm not being hyperbolic, but we should all be afraid. We should all be worried, even if you don't like Donald Trump, because if they're going to go after a president, I mean, an up and 250 years of history, I mean, they'll go after anybody. This whole 87,000 new IRS agents, who do they audit primarily? The middle class. This is who they're going. They want to demolish the middle class. This is straight out of the Marxist playbook because they want to have the filthy rich and the yep. dirt poor so then we are beholden to them and that's why they have the irs agents all of this is it's kind of like this orchestrated plan to destroy our democracy and that's why they hate trump so much i'm not saying trump is this all oh, great patriot i'm not one of these people i mean i think he kind of went in to be the president as almost like a lark like hey let's see if i can do this i win at everything Maybe I can do this. And then I think he really saw the corruption that was going on. And he said, let me let me try to drain this swamp because, you know, I do love this country. And that's what they're afraid of. They don't want the corruption to end. Why do you think like all of a sudden they're they're, uh, you know, all these things that they pass the votes for in the bills, they get the secret money on the side. That's what it's always about. Stop. You know, why do you think Paul Pelosi was on that plane with Nancy going to Asia? Paul Pelosi, somebody said it, not me, yesterday, uh, Paul Pelosi, her son, is uh, Hunter Biden without the crack pipe. Uh, He was over there making business deals, just like Hunter was doing when he went with Daddy on Air Force Two to China. Uh, uh, The the son, and they tried to scrub, they tried to hide the fact that he was on the plane with her, that he made the trip with her. They took him off the uh, registry uh, on the passenger list, and they blocked him out of pictures. And he was there making deals, cutting deals. And that's what you're right. Exactly right. They want the corruption. And this guy came in and he was he's like, uh, I'm going to you know, he's rich. He, he doesn't need any money for, you know, uh, he doesn't need to be corrupt to make money, which is a saving grace to having a, a, a billionaire like that as president. And they 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 were having no part of it. And he went after people with a vengeance, people who were, you know, look at the Cheneys. He went after the Cheneys for the Iraq war. Uh, like nobody's business, he went after them, and that's oh, he why. Did. That's why Dick Cheney came back at him so hard last week, yeah. right? And that's why uh, Lynn Cheney. I mean, not Lynn Cheney. Uh, what's her name? Dizzy, Liz, uh, Liz, Dizzy, Liz. Lizzie Cheney. Yeah. Uh, that's why she's after him because he went after the, the Cheney family hard, really hard, and yeah. it's, it's all they're trying to come back. And you heard Schmuck Schumer say a long time ago. As a matter of fact, I think we have this clip. Schmuck Schumer said, "If you mess with the intel community, which Donald Trump did." Uh, they have six ways to Sunday and coming back. Cut 23. Uh, cut 23. Schmuck Schumer, 
about two years ago. No, no, actually, this is about four years ago on on messing with the intel community and how they can come back at you. Cut twenty three, Lou. It's not twenty three, but I'm I'm looking. Oh, it's not twenty three. Okay, well, I, either I, way, he said that. I, I mean, over- who would want to want who would want to run for president when you got this major target on your back? I mean, the fact that they have not done anything, they have not even conducted a search warrant or anything on Hunter when there is so much evidence. What else do you need? So somebody told me that works for the FBI, used to work for the FBI, retired. He says, I know everybody is criticizing the FBI, but the FBI, you think they don't want to go after Hunter, but they're being stopped. The DOJ, that's ultimately who controls the FBI. And then the DOJ, Merrick Garland, he's beholden then to the president. So the president gave Merrick Garland the go, and then they have to do. They're following orders. They got to do what the DOJ says. So I guarantee you those agents, the 30 of them that went into Mar-a-Lago and went into the safe, they found nothing. They ransacked the office. They were like, this is BS. We should be after Hunter getting, I mean, my God, there's videos of him with young, with with his niece inappropriately. There are so many things they could get him on, and they haven't done anything yeah, they nothing. want to get him on. I mean, come on. Nothing. Listen, uh, on my list, it says Cut 23 Schumer. Either way, uh, Lou found it. This is Schumer in 2017. Go ahead. You take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. So when he attacked, uh, you know, these, when he attacked uh, Comey and uh, Brennan, the, these low-life uh, deep state rats, uh, yeah, they have six ways. And this is a manifestation of just what Schumer was talking about. Of course. Yep, this is their revenge, no doubt. And uh, we've seen a Brennan you talked about, Comey. Yeah, that Clapper. Ri- Clapper, that ridiculous relationship between Page and Stroke. Those two losers who, who actually said flat out, we are not going to allow this guy to win. We're not going to let it happen. Yep. Yep, so yep. They, uh, they we've got into... we've got we've got detailed uh, evidence for years how how crooked and, and agenda driven these low lives are. And that dude, dude McCabe was actually on CN, on CNN last night opining over all this. This guy who lied, yeah, and who facilitated these uh, attacks. He 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 oversaw, of course, um, he oversaw Stroke and Page and all that stuff. They had meetings, yep. insurance policies against if if in the event that Trump wins. That's what they he said. He was part of those meetings. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. And there he was on CNN last night after having lied, though they didn't prosecute him. Uh, or he, he took some sort of plea. They, they, they made some sort of arrangement. But he's still out there, you know, getting paid by a big news organization. And uh, poor President Trump, who was one of the greatest uh, one-term presidents we ever had, he's up here in, in New York City. And unbeknownst to him, uh, they're, they're breaking into his house down in Florida. I mean, this is, this is bad, bad stuff. And uh, it's going to end. A defining moment. A defining moment in history. And I think yesterday was also the year anniversary of Nixon's resignation. Tonight on Cats at Night, we'll have Professor Dershowitz. I've already read what he's saying, that normally, normally, a raid is a last recourse, not the first recourse. So we have so much to talk about. Cats at Night, 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. Where we actually stand for truth, justice, and the American way. And we have the courage to speak the truth just like Trump. And we're going to continue doing it. And I just hope to God that the FBI or the IRS doesn't come after us as well. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Olivia Newton-John, the tribute on Bernie and Sid continues. Lost her yesterday at the age of 73. Uh, nobody knows more Yankee baseball than my friend Charlie Marino, who was with us a couple of weeks ago dining at La Sorrentina. He says uh, Roger Maris came from Kansas City, went to St. Louis in a trade for Charlie Smith. But uh, your point is exactly right. Neither Ruth or Maris were homegrown Yankees. Aaron Judge would be the first. I think he's on pace right now but to hit 65. Can I ask you a question? Is he yeah. a New Yorker? Who? Aaron Judge. Oh, God, no. Those teeth, that face? Of course not. So, I mean, like Oklahoma or something. Home I don't know. Yankee or not. Yeah, because he's from, I mean, accounts. He's from Brooklyn or the Bronx. <laughs> Derek Jeter is from Kalamazoo, but he's a Yankee. He came up in the Yankee organization, yeah. right? He's well, part of that a, core four. That's a strike against him, too, that he's from Kalamazoo. <laughs> yeah. Give me I, somebody who's from uh, Yankees or whatever. I don't think any of those guys were. Or the, the, the whole like Jorge Posada and Bernie Williams and Andy Pettit, Rivera, all the guys we call the... You know, the homegrown Yanks. I'm not sure any of those guys. Yeah. Uh, well, those would be true blue homegrown no, Yanks. No, actually, uh, what's his name? George is a, is a California guy. In fact, he, um, you know, him and, and Stanton are both uh, California guys. George yeah. was born in Linden, California. In fact, when Stanton hit the home run in the All-Star game, uh, the announcers even said he hit the ball in the, in, the, in the seats where he used to sit as a kid watching Dodger games. So I believe... Judge and Stanton are both West Coast guys. Uh, no good. No, no good. good. The California guys. They're not no true, good. True. That, that nah. Whole, that whole uh, notion that they're not that they're homegrown. Uh, I don't buy it. It's you know, what do you, you mean? You got to be born and raised here if you're homegrown. I mean, the, the, lose uh, that word homegrown. Wait a second. Was was Reggie Jackson a great Yankee? He might have been. I didn't say he wasn't great. I mean, but he's not homegrown. You know where um, where Babe Ruth was born? You can't make this up. Babe Ruth yeah. was. I, I don't know. He was born February 6, 1895, in a city outside of Baltimore, Maryland, called Pigtown. P-I-G. <laughs> I swear to God, he was born in Pigtown. Hmm. How about that? Uh, well, I could do a joke here, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be smart, would it? wouldn't it? be very uh, discreet. Yeah, and uh, Roger Maris, by the way, was born in Hibbing, Minnesota. He died in Houston, Texas, not far from where Don Imus died. Uh, well, that's very sad. Yes. Very which, sad. Which, Adonis is dead or Roger Maris? Uh, both. Both. But uh, You know, it's funny. Uh, Janice Dean called me a couple of days ago. She does a, uh, you know, a, a podcast. You know. Yeah. And she wants to have you and I on the podcast because uh, this uh, next year, 2023, will be 20 years when she started her career in New York. Now she's a big Fox News star. But she started her career in New York on the IMIS show. And I believe you and Lou were the ones who actually got her the job, I think. I don't know. But um, she wants us to go on her podcast. What do you mean you don't know? Well, yes, we did. That's what I thought. I yeah. hired her. Lou, who was it? It was I, I, well, that, I who hired I, her, right? Yeah, but yeah. I remember they were going to zero in on somebody else. Jacqueline Call. 
No, you know, this was one big, of them. It, yes, for the it, Scum Report. I know it to wasn't me. her though. This is a big deal in Janice Dean's life. It's a huge. She deal. was going back to Canada. Yes. if she didn't get the job with Imus. That's true. And yes. I, I, I think it was a consultation with Lou. I, we I, made the decision to hire the Janice last, Dean. She was the last one She's, left she, that was good. Right. Because Charles was reading the script that one of the other ladies wrote, yeah, and yeah. he freaked out. Right, that's right. Well, she gives you guys the credit. I mean, her and I got close. Obviously, well, we hung out quite a bit. But she gives you guys the credit for getting her there. I thought she was great. I loved it, too. I thought she was great. And, and she's doing great now. But yeah. she wants to do this thing with me and Bernie to celebrate 20 years. And she said to me, she goes, you know, Sid, this is literally four or five days ago. She said, now that he's gone, and no one hated Imus more than her. Nobody. She, she went on Fox News. She wrote books. I mean, Imus to her was like Andrew Cuomo. Who she, who, she's the face of the Andrew Cuomo resistance and hate. She hated Imus. She said, you know, as he's gone now, she goes, I'm starting to feel a little differently. Like, I want to forgive him. Uh, I said, you know, I swear to God, it's funny you say that because lately, and I also hated Imus, hated him, I find myself saying nice things every now and then about Don now that he's gone for a couple of years. I mean, it's yeah. like, right, Bernie? You can't help well, yourself. No, time has a way of, uh, you know, having that effect. But, uh, you know, just two days, uh, you know, back in, into the reality of that world. Yeah, you hate him. You, you, you <laughs> probably would. No, that's a nice sentiment on Janice's part and yours uh, and mine as well. Listen, uh, yeah, the, the, look, uh, they, there are a lot of good attributes, of course, a lot of good positive attributes as, as it affected our lives. I mean, you know, you know I wrote his coattails, let's face it. Uh, to uh, here, to yeah. right now. You yeah. know, it wasn't that I wasn't bringing anything to the table, no, by the you way. Were great. You it were was great. a quid pro quo. Right. Believe me when I tell you. Right. But, uh, I, I wrote but it still. much less. I mean, I had to do my own shows in Miami for 11 years without Imus. And, uh, you know, he screwed me with the first book. So I wrote it less. I mean, certainly he still plays a major part in my opportunities and, and also a major part in my missed opportunities, which True. is very ironic. But, um, well, you, know, you know, look, it, it, it was what it was. And, but I will say this. Every Sunday night, and I mean this, every Sunday night, Danielle can attest to this, I was miserable. About 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon, it wouldn't matter if it was a birthday party, a wedding shower, the Giants were beating the, the Chargers. I was miserable because I knew in less than 12 hours I had to see that cowboy son of a bitch, and I couldn't stand it. Now, come well, Sunday nights, I'm in a great mood. I come back from vacation, I'm in a great mood. That is all the proof I need for myself to realize how much better it is now than all those years of being miserable on Sundays. Hey, listen, uh, not much different than uh, Louis and myself. I mean, the same thing. You know, I mean, you know, it was a it was a rotten, miserable atmosphere, as Janice Dean would attest to. She said and toxic. From her, toxic. Yeah, from her she feud. Would and Lou, yes. Lou, Lou and I were there since uh, 1987, 88, for God's sakes. And you guys, well, it, was, it was three, four years. We were there forever, but uh, it, I sold my soul, and I was like, I made peace with myself. That That's the way I have to earn my living. That's the way I'm going to earn my living. That's yeah. just fine. Yeah. It wasn't until, of course, uh, after we got fired, and then I was turned into a little bit of a scapegoat that I started to harbor some uh, a little bit? serious resentments. A little bit? You were never and coming yes. back if not for Bo Deedle and Roger Ailes. Well, yeah. I mean, I straightened the record out. You know, you know he, he was misrepresenting exactly what happened. And I straightened it out when we got our own show. While yep. he was still alive, by the way. I, I, I didn't wait until after he passed. While he was still alive, straight, and it pissed him off. 
But I straightened it out, and uh, Bo Deedle uh, corroborated my, my version of the story that he was going to throw me under the bus. And if not for Roger Ailes saying, listen, if you, if you get rid of him, if you don't bring him back, I'm not putting you on Fox Business TV. That's right. And him and Bo Deedle both said, this, both said, if you don't bring him back, I'm never going on your show again. And it, it put the fear of God in him. He called me that day from uh, leaving the Fox office and said, yo, remember what I was telling you about it? You're not coming back? Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so that was, and then, was then disloyal when we, to you. When we did come back, he kept misrepresenting. You know, there was a station that said uh, that uh, WOR, that if, if you bring Bernie back, we're he not going to put you. He lied. It was a, t- a complete and total complete lie. lie. Right. Just and like, then I had to sit there and listen to oh, it for years. For years. No, steaming. Yeah, so, oh. so, A, he tried to F you. Then he lied about it. And I still have to deal with a million people on Twitter every day saying, you know, Sid, uh, you and Bernie, uh, you're really non, you're not ungrateful. I mean, I must brought you back. Let me go to page 27 quickly in my new book, Citizens United, which you can order today. I'll read two quick paragraphs. Now, at this point, unbeknownst to me, there was a power struggle inside the building because Don Imus did not want them to bring me back. He wanted Mike Lupica to host the midday show. Imus was such a schmuck. You never knew from one day to the next if he loved you or hated you. Fortunately, Chad Lopez, the boss, loved me, and he overruled Imus and said, quote, I know Sid has a very big, loyal audience here in New York. I know Sid sells. He's young. He's excited. We're getting Sid back. Little, uh, quick little two paragraphs that nice. tells the truth, that Imus did not want me and Bernie to host the midday show. Stop tweeting that he made our careers because it was up to Imus. Bernie would not be back on the Imus show, getting way back when, and I'd still be laboring in West Palm Beach in Florida. Those are the facts. The, the, those are the sad, sad facts, but uh, we acknowledge... Uh, what of course what he did for of us course. I do anyway yeah me too and me too. so but but the two plus his talent he was a very talented guy two things can be true at the same time that's right and these are the two things that we're talking about right. so, uh, so, so yeah. everybody relax calm down f kevin durant and f don imus well uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a short break for bernie and sit that's our number one right into this Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Let's get physical. Olivia Newton-John. Jill Vitale just texted me. Our old producer, Rudy Flipper. I hope you're talking more about the death of Olivia Newton-John over the Trump raid. Hopefully you open the show with one of her songs from Greece, Hopelessly Devoted. Well, <laughs> guess what? We opened the show with that exact song, Hopelessly Devoted to You. And we've been playing Olivia Newton-John songs all day, but we've gotten a fair share of the Trump raid in. In fact, uh, it's even. Our tribute to Olivia Newton-John and the anger that we've got towards this nonsense that the Trump family had to go through again yesterday. So, Jill Vitale, you know, you'd be very happy with today's show. Well, what do you got there? What movie is this from? 
Is it two of a kind? Yes, two of a kind. And that was also with John Travolta. Right? So he was with her in this in this movie, too. They did uh, yeah, two movies together. It. Yes. Looking so there you have over. it. Now, Joe was uh, making If I was here, that's what I would have done. It's okay. We got you. Uh, Bernie, you back? She's all over it. <laughs> yeah, she's all over it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Yesterday afternoon when I found out that she passed away, I texted Alec and uh, Macedonia Phil right away and said, make sure we've got all the, 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 the grease cuts and the music. I wasn't aware at that point about this Trump raid. That came later on last night. But then, of course, uh, as you heard about all morning long, that inspired me at 4.40 this morning in the call with my great driver, Freddie, to uh, join Truth Social. And if you want to follow me now on Truth Social, I'm on Twitter at Sid Rosenberg. I'm on Instagram at Rosenberg.Sydney. I'm on Facebook, Sid Rosenberg. But now I'm on Truth Social at NY Best Morning. NY Best Morning. And um, I, I, uh, I guess I truthed a couple of different topics today, including, you know, uh, promoting my own book, which uh, says a lot of nice things about President Donald Trump in the book. My father, Harvey. Tom Brady and Donald Trump. Anyway, we're going to come back with hour number four, which includes more meat of the day and your chance at cash and prizes with Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Pete Bernie, the fourth and final hour on this Tuesday morning, right after this. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Sid Show heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. The beautiful voice of a beautiful woman who just passed away uh, yesterday. Been paying tribute to her all morning long on the Bernie and Sid Show with uh, songs like this. Uh, she was just a sweetheart, America's sweetheart, yeah. even though she was Australian. That's right. And uh, This was yes. a movie, too, the movie's had to do, of course, where this song is from. It's from the movie. Oh, okay. I uh, yep. did not realize that. Uh, not a big fan of this uh, particular song, but she was terrific. Uh, the movie Grease, let's face it, that was where she left her imprint on uh, America's psyche and uh, everything else. She was just terrific in it, her with uh, Travolta. Yeah. And some of her songs were just, you know, in the 70s. Uh, just, uh, I mean, it didn't get any better. No. So uh, I do want to read this really... quickly before we get back to the sure, regular news. Sure. Uh, the John Travolta tweet. You mentioned Travolta, Byrne. And he wrote, uh, and again, it's got close to 3 million views now. It says, my dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road, and we will all be together again. Yours from the first moment I saw you and forever. Your Danny, which of course is Danny Zuko, your John. That's beautiful. Yeah. It really well is, done. right? And he I'm just sorry? lost his wife, Kelly Preston, to cancer yeah. a couple of years ago. So two beautiful ladies so close to John Travolta both died 
over the last couple of years. And his son died of a. Um, it was not. It was not drugs or suicide. He was. Nah, he he hit his condition. head or something, and he died of some something yeah. else. Uh, Burn. Yeah, but it's just terrible. You lose a son like that. Uh, terrible. So, terrible. Uh, t- I know you, you always thought, wondered why back then, uh, uh, you know, uh, Olivia and John did not hook up. How do you, you know always that? Wondered. How do you know that? Well, I mean, they they never. Why would why would they hide it? Nah, they were I mean, they, they didn't get married, but I'm sure I'm sure they had sex. Okay. Well, uh, well I don't know that they... for a fact. I mean. Well, you know Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, they have sex, but they, they you know, they, they make no bones about the fact I that know. they were a couple before they got married. No, listen, when Brad Pitt did that movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, with uh, Angelina Jolie, uh, they had sex, and he ended up leaving. Uh, what's her name from Friends? Oh, uh, well, Jennifer yes, Aniston. They- if they were, uh, you know, married at the time, or right. with, with uh, had a significant other or whatever, but right. I didn't think that was the case back then. No, with, maybe, uh, not. Know, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, who yeah, knows? Yeah. Who Either knows? way, whatever. I mean, John Travolta had sex with everybody, women, men. <laughs> that is true. Masseuses <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Could you hand me my rug before right. you rub that, please? He was the original to Sean Watson. <laughs> That's really true. That's right. He was, except probably Allegedly. not as aggressive. Yeah. Uh, but either way, uh, rest in peace, uh, Olivia Newton-John, and uh, we're going to miss you. You were great. Thank you. Uh, I know she's listening to the Bernie and Sit Show right now. Listen. Yes. Uh, look, this, uh, this totally disgusting, incompetent governor that we have, uh, first of all, yesterday, just before I get to the Trump raid uh, the, at Mar-a-Lago, this governor doubled down telling judges that, she, that they that don't know their jobs, that they don't know that, that the changes she made to the uh, no-cash bail law, uh, that they're not familiar with what's in the changes that she made. And they fired back, and they're like, no, you idiot, we know what's in it. It's just not sufficient to, 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 to uh, allow us to do our jobs properly and to make the city safe or make New York City or any of the cities around the uh, state, right, any of them, safe. And she doubled down and said, no, 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 you got to learn the law, learn what I put in the law, which was a bunch of weak tea, which was garbage. And also yesterday she signed into law a bill that was passed by the, 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 the disgusting legislature up there that replaces the word inmate with, get this, incarcerated person. That is like one of the priorities. Uh, worried about inmates' self-esteem because, uh, you know, incarcerated person sounds better than inmate. I mean, how's that? Okay, well, tell, give me one person who's in jail who gives a rat's ass if they, whether or not they're called inmates <laughs> or incarcerated persons. I mean, please. She actually signed that into law. Some moron, uh, some state senator, Gustavo Rivera from the Bronx. This is what he says. For too long, we as a society have thought of incarcerated individuals as less than people. The use of the word inmate further dehumanizes and demoralizes them is what this moron, uh, 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 Gustavo, shut up, you stupid fool. And this is the cowardice of Kathy Hochul. Instead of telling them to shove the bill, and not now, it doesn't look good, especially for my uh, prospects to get reelected, the the perception is that I'm already soft on crime, and you want me to sign this bill? She should have told them that. Uh, But instead she signs the bill, because why? Because she's got no balls. She's a scared, she's afraid of the woke tards, and the woke tards are better than her because at least they believe in what they believe in. She's just a really a, a, a spineless a, a coward is what she is. And she makes me sick. Lee Zeldin, get out there and kick her ass. I want to see more of you, you know, front and center. Make something of this, uh, what, what the bill she just signed. Make something of it. Come up with something. Make a commercial. I don't know. 
What do I know? So Probably anyway, it also couldn't hurt Lee Zeldin to come out today. I'm being serious and fully support Donald Trump in this ridiculous raid last night because uh, I know that uh, the Trump supporter in, in overwhelming fashion will vote for Lee Zeldin, but maybe not all of them. He needs to come out today and really support Trump in this. Yeah, that would uh, that would help him. Yes, because yes. It, it, this is galvanizing and motivating a Trump voters. Uh, people are pissed off. People are rallying. Uh, Trump, of course, becoming you, you know a martyr actually in all this. Uh, he looks like a victim, uh, you know, and he, he is a victim. I'm texting Zeldin now. All, all he wanted to do was good. Yeah, please. I am uh, right right uh, now. I'm texting him right now. My man, my man. Uh, but 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 President Trump, all he ever wanted to do was. Make this country great. Make it better. Seriously, that's all he wanted to do. Yes. Was there glory in it for him? Of course. Is there glory in it for anybody? Of course. But that's it. He, he did nothing. He didn't want to line his pockets. He didn't want to do anything unethical. He just cared about this country. That's a fact. That's a, that's a, a, and, and that's what, what makes this all the more sad, this persecution of him and his family, is that they gave up so much, this cushy lifestyle, because he cared about this country, and uh, look, look what they, look what you get. No good deed goes unpunished. Really sickening is what it is. And so yes, he was he was up here in New York last night while these mutts were down there uh, raiding his home in Mar-a-Lago, rifling through his possessions. I mean, really, really just uh, banana republic stuff. As uh, just listen to this, Dan Bongino. I was watching him last night on Jesse Waters on Fox News. And we, we, we beeped out the, the word shizzle. They did not. He said it a couple of times there. And, uh, well, it sounded like this. This is cut number two. I'm sorry, it's not cut number two. It's cut number three, please, Lou Rufino. Three. This is some third world bullshit right here. Let me say it again. Third world bullshit. I mean every word of that. I don't care that it's cable news. I was a federal agent. I raised my right hand, and I swore to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, and I love this country. This is a freaking disgrace. A disgrace. We don't live in Cuba. We don't live under Kim Jong-un. We live in a constitutional republic, a representative democracy. You have a bunch of FBI agents raiding the home of a former president because they don't like his politics? Are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, well said, yeah. Dan Bongino. He just uh, actually put something on Truth Social literally seconds ago. He's at Bongino Report. He said, White House attempts to deny knowing anything about unprecedented FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. So he's saying the White House, of course, is, uh, is lying. And I'll tell you a pretty good point out of a listener of ours, a guy named uh, El McQueen, McMean, I should say, lawyer and, and a musician, who says, hey, I don't get this. I don't remember the... The FBI raiding Richard Nixon's house way back. They went to the, right. the hotel, obviously, Watergate, but they never raided Richard Nixon's house. Why Trump's house? Yeah, well, uh, because, well, I mean, I'm not going to defend these people, but the, 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 this is, these are the facts. Uh, they, they're saying, well, the, the reports are that it's, it's about the National Archives. He took some stuff from the White House that they say was classified, and he took it down to a Mar-a-Lago, 15 boxes. This is what they're saying. Now, of course, even uh, under that pretext, he can declassify anything he wants to declassify. That's what the president can do. He has that power. So if he declassified these things before they left the White House, he's good to go. Uh, but they're, but, but the, the speculation, and, and I believe this to be true, is that they want to they, 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 they're looking for January 6th related stuff. 
so that they, that they can charge him because they don't have anything on him right now. Merrick Garland can't charge him. They want, you know, the pressure is on him from the left to charge, but he doesn't have anything. Trump didn't do anything. They went on the January 6th commission from, uh, you know, saying that he uh, incited an armed insurrection to uh, that he, he failed to uh, tweet fast enough, that he watched too much TV. That is essentially what uh, the January 6th committee has come up with after all these uh, weeks and months of this nonsense and this primetime uh, airing of all this garbage. That's all they have is he watched TV and he didn't tweet fast enough. And uh, so they have nothing and they're looking for something. And that's why they pull this uh, surprise raid. And uh, this is cut eight, Lou. I didn't ask you for it uh, before, but cut eight. Laura Trump, she's very, very good. And uh, she's Lara, right about what Lara. she says There's here. There's no you in her name. I'm sorry? Lara, Lara. Well, they call her Laura. Really? I don't know. What do I know? So no Lara, I'll, I'll yeah, go with Lara yeah. if it makes your ears. Uh, That'll make me happy. If yeah. it soothes your ears, I like I'll her, go with by the it. way. She's very cute. She is. And, uh, you know, we have a friend who dines where the Trumps go. And they they say that she's a, like, like a big, strong woman or something like that, a big beast or whatever. She works out a lot. Yeah. So anyway, but she's very smart. Yes, so, the, yes. It's, so this is what she said. Cut eight. Take a listen to this. I have spoken to my father-in-law, and I, I got to tell you, you know, he's as shocked as anybody. I think for someone and anyone, quite frankly, who loves this country and believes in America, this should shake you to your core. What has happened today? This is a very clear demarcation in the history of America. Uh, never before have we seen something like this happen, where an unannounced raid by the FBI is conducted on a former president of the United States. We're well delving said. into yep. totalitarian territory, yep. is what she's saying, is what Bongino was saying. That's what we said all morning. That's what we've been, right. we've been saying, yeah, for a long time, actually. I want to send this out to you. Bob on Instagram says this, and, and you're smart, Bernie. I want, your, I want your opinion on this. He says, Sid, you're dead wrong on Zeldin coming out today to support Trump. In New York, he needs moderate Dems to win. Too many Dems will be turned off if Zeldin comes out guns blazing for Donald Trump. What do you think about that? Uh, it makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, uh, yeah it makes it some sense. Uh, so, you know, he's got to tread carefully because we do live in a deep blue state and we have to we have to get everybody on board. However, I played the clip earlier. I'm going to get to that in a second of these inner city people. Even the moderate Democrats are saying no more with these Democrats. But before I do that, uh, listen to uh, a couple of years ago when they were accusing Donald Trump of, of delving into dictatorships and all that stuff. I mean, everything they accused Trump and Republicans uh, and us of, they are guilty of. This is Cut 12, led by Cory Booker and a couple of uh, morning uh, a schmuck and a couple of fake newsers. Cut 12. Go ahead, Lou. Things, things that dictators do, that autocrats do, is they go after their political enemies, uh, not through the mechanisms of the democracy, mm -hmm. uh, but threatening to arrest them. To lock, lock her up about Hillary Clinton repeatedly uh, has become a centerpiece, and that's what, that's what dictators do. That is just a banana republic writ large when the criminal justice system is being used to hurt the president's enemies. And so this is the fulfillment of Trump's campaign promise, lock her up. So that was in response to crowds chanting locker up. That's it. He never uh, used the Justice Department to arrest or raid anybody's home. Nothing, nothing, squat, zero, nada. And so, so again, everything they accuse him of, they're guilty of. <laughs> right now, right here, right now. Why? 
And uh, by, back to, we're running out of time, so I want to get to this because I do like this a lot. Uh, in these inner city residents, black people, a.k.a. black people, uh, they were interviewed, I believe it was in Dallas, Texas, black neighborhood in Dallas, Texas. A reporter went out, and she just stopped people on the street, asked them what they thought of, uh, you know, Trump versus Biden. Cut 16. We'll start with that. Go ahead, Lou. Joe Biden keeps tweeting out things like this, how the gas prices are lowering, that, you know, we're not really in a recession. We are going through a recession right now. You have to actually be out here to actually see the results of what's going on in this recession. And trust me, it is a recession because it is hard for us right now. So what would you say to Joe Biden who says we're not really in a recession? You need to do your homework. Yeah. It's real bad out here. It's easy to say it from the comfort of where you're at right now. You know, you don't have to go through what we're going through. So it's easy to say that. Are you happy with Joe Biden as president? No, he's no, I'm not. No, you no, think I'm he's not. doing a good job, bad job? He sucks. He ain't doing Get Joe Biden out of office? Get him out. Get his ass out. Get him out, coach. What do you think about the Biden administration redefining the term recession? That doesn't sound like a recession to me. But the worst recession we've been in. To be honest, we've never had a recession where gas, housing, I mean, you name it. At one time, even when people's houses were going into foreclosure, those people that lost their homes could at least still go into a grocery store and buy a regular price item. Now you've got houses that are out of control, cars out of control, gas out of control, food out of control. So look at that. These people are engaged. They're informed. They know what's going on. They know they're hurting, and yeah. they know that we had a change in the, the leadership with the imbecile in chief a couple of years ago, and they realized that. What if you found out? I love what you played, by the way. I loved it. Loved it. What if you found out they were actually actors? Well, if you watch the video, which we'll post on our social media sites, yeah. you'll know immediately Good. they're not actors. Because remember, uh, I hate comparing us to them ever, but you do remember that Kamala Harris did that whole thing with the kids, and they all turned out to be yeah. child actors, every that, one of them. Exactly. That's so I'm always, I'm always nervous that people who say what we want to hear may have been asked to say it, but well, that's I'll, not the case. I, I appreciate your cynicism and your yeah. skepticism because uh, it, it's warranted and it's fine. But look at the video. She's just stopping these people at random on the street. Perfect. Uh, so go to our social media pages. If you like that, the rest of it is here. It's a minute long. Cut 17. Please, Lou. That, what, what number be? Cut 17, Louis Rufino. So technically we're in a recession, but Joe Biden and his administration say we're not. What do you think about that? He crazy, too. Yeah? Yes. Do you think that he's doing a good job or a bad job as president? Bad job. He's making it worse. Yeah, we could have kept Donald Trump for this As a 17-year-old who is in college and high school, I'm in dual credit, if you need help, just let us know, because I'll step in. Because at this point, y'all ain't doing it right. I am a female, so yes, I'm aware of what Trump has done in the past. But as far as running a country, he did better than Biden. I feel like everything going up, like, it, it's not it's not making sense to me how when Trump was here, everything was low. Like, we had, like, 2 $3 worth of gas. A lot of people are going to actually vote for Trump that never thought. This is Oak Cliff, Texas. Trust me, a lot of us will vote for him now than we did before because we went for the good guy saying the right things. But as soon as he got in office, he did everything wrong. He turned around every policy that Trump done. So there you go, folks. Don't get complacent, but take heart. Moderate uh, Democrats are actually aware of how bad, how awful, even the polls reflect it, but it's good to hear people articulate it. 
uh, people you know in the inner city articulate it and be on top of it. They're engaged. They know what's going on. And uh, there's going to be a big red wave in November. But don't get complacent here on the Bernie and Sid Show. And that was great news that Sid told me over the break. I, I, I can't wait until Sid can break it to all our listeners right here on the air. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming right back. We're 40 minutes more of the show on the Bernie and Sid Show. We're coming right back. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. The tribute on the Bernie and Sid show to the late great Olivia Newton-John continues. She passed away yesterday at the age of 73. There's a bus stop here on 49th and 3rd. And for about the last 10 minutes, me and Macedonia Phil, we, uh, we watched this guy laying at the bus stop. His hand was up in the air holding something, and he was seemingly dead. I'm not kidding. He was not moving. A good 10 minutes, hand up in the air. His head was up against the back of the bus stop. And he was just laid out. And, and, and Phil, we, we really did think he was dead. Yes or no? No, genuinely. We yeah. were just watching but him. He was completely question. motionless. How could, how could his arm be in the air if he was dead? Though? Sometimes That's, when rigor mortis, rigor mortis sets in, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it takes a while for rigor mortis. I, I know that, but it just, you're right. But it was it like just, stiff, though. It was, it was so stiff and weird. So, sure enough, we're watching as this Langone ambulance pulls up. The ambulance is going past Smith & Molensky on 3rd Avenue. The guy actually put on his brakes came back down the street, and the next thing you know, these two guys get out of the ambulance, and me and Phil are like, oh, my God, they're going to touch him. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> and one of the guys touches the dead guy, and it turns out he wasn't dead. He jumped up, and now the ambulance has since left, and the guy is in the same exact position he was before they came, laid out in the bus stop right here on 49th Street. This is why New York City is a great... Where is Eric Adams? Where is Eric... Yeah, there yeah. he is. This is why uh, this, uh, this Governor Abbott, this Greg Abbott in Texas, I, I know I got yelled at by the, the guy Christian I told you about. He served in the Air Force. I see him at the YMCA all the time. He's now a diehard Bernie and Sid Van Burn. And yep. he yelled at me yesterday. He said, stop telling the guy in Texas it's okay to drop off people here. I'm like, no. Eric Adams, even though it's my city and I love New York, he needs to learn a lesson. And this was Abbott's tweet 
which went out um, late yesterday afternoon, the federal government's refusal to address the border crisis is what's truly horrific. Texas will continue to send buses to Washington, D.C. and New York City until Biden does his constitutional duty and secures our border. And he's right. So in an effort to save the country, if it means New York is a bit in trouble and Eric Adams continues to look bad, I'm willing to do that. We have to take one for the team here in New York. See what I'm saying, Bernie? I hear you humming, yo. It's like the assault tax from a few years ago. It's essentially, uh, you know, you know, Trump repealing it was a good thing because uh, the red states were, were subsidizing states like New York and California. So we kind of had to take one for the team on that, even though I, I hated to pay it. I think that was just a repeal in this, uh, the one good thing in the bill. I believe it was. But either way, yeah, no, uh, we can absorb fourth. What is it? We, we took, how many illegals did we take? We took 50 on uh, Friday. Right. And uh, like 2014 or something not on many. Sunday. Yeah, nothing. So compared, compared no, to what so. they're doing down there in Texas, they got, yeah. they, got, they got cartel guys killing people in the streets. I mean, give me right. a break. Eric yeah. Adams. God, we, yeah, we could do it if, it's, if it, the, the PR is, is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. It's making Abbott look like a genius and Adams look like – Adams is, is actually incoherent. On the one hand, he says, yeah, we welcome all these illegal aliens. And on the other hand, he's like, uh, this is despicable that right. these illegal aliens are being right. sent to us. Well, that's what Abbott said. He said he's a complete hypocrite. Which one is it? Right. And incoherent. You're right. Um, to get back to what Bernie intimated before last break, Bernie went out to break and said – uh, Sid will deliver this news. The um, the spring book came back today, and that is the ratings, which rates all the shows, folks, all your favorite morning shows here in New York City. Now, the station did well. The station did very well. But there is one show, and John does a great job, too. John's ratings, I got to give him credit because he does great up against Sean Hannity. He beats Hannity every time. At 5 o'clock. So congratulations to John Katzmatidis. That was unheard of at this station not that long ago. So congrats to John. But the one show at this station that really, really beats the living daylights out of the rest of the competition in the most difficult day part for four hours a day is us. And we just ran roughshod on everybody. DLS, 10-10 wins, FAN, 880, they all got murdered. Now we're talking about 12-plus. Nielsen waited 12-plus just to make it very specific so they can't go back and say, Sid, what are you talking about? We destroyed them. And, yes, I you're did get done. the con- – thank you, Joe Beningo. I did, I did get the congratulatory text from another major radio guy in town. So to Bernie's point, once again, Bernie and Sid, we went from number two to number one in the city with a rating that was very, very, very... Yeah. Howard Stern, Elvis Duran numbers, let's put it that oh, way. So. Man. Let's Congrats. Get, let's get a cake. Come on. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, can we put on, some, uh, put on some, some Latino music so we can... Yes, uh, we love the Latinos. Twerk. We love the Latinos. We love our Dominicanos. We love everybody. And, yeah, we want to we wanna celebrate. This is fantastic yeah. news, number one. Number one. Kicking all their butts like that? I mean, yep. come on. Who would have yep. who, thunk? Oh, all these years ago when uh, Chad Lopez signed us up to replace uh, Imus in the morning. Who would have thunk? Well, yep. here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, unequivocal. And, uh, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's celebrate, uh, you know, sing from the highest building in town, which I guess is the World Trade Center. They won't let you up there. But let's go up in the top of the Empire State <laughs> Building 
and start screaming, we're number one. We're number one. Well, congratulations, well, congratulations to you, you too, buddy. Congratulations you, to you. To, to, to the team Everybody. effort. And, uh, you know, we, we have a great team. And, um, you know, we came here in the midday show, replaced Araldo Rivera. We made a lot of noise early on. Then we went to mornings, replaced time. It's our fifth morning show ever. We had Donald Trump on. And then were the lean years, the cumulus years. And then John and Margot came in literally on a white horse, literally. Yep. And uh, they saved the day, and they stuck with us, and they gave us the opportunity to continue doing mornings, and it's paid dividends. We are the 12-plus number one show in New York City in mornings by a wide margin. Congratulations to us. We are Bernie and Sid. How do you like that? Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations indeed. Traffic and sports coming up next. Now. It's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. Beat Bernie brought to you by Pete Morgan and Fearless Boilers. Your chance at cash and prizes. Today's contestant is out of East Chester, a data analyst. And his name is Paul. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Hey, Sid. How are you? I'm good, brother. What's happening up there? East Chester is a nice little part of town. Yeah, beautiful, nice and quiet. Yeah. Lots of trees. Yeah, it is lovely. Nice streets. Yep, it is very, very nice. Well, you know how the game is played. Five questions. Bernie gets the same five. And the one who answers more correctly gets the win. Paul, here is question number one. A ceasefire brokered by what country just ended three days of Israel bombing attacks on Gaza? What country uh, brokered the 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 uh, yeah the the end of the bomb? Uh, Come on, need an answer. No, I'm going to say uh, the. Uh, That's wrong. Okay, and the answer is Egypt. Yeah, Egypt. Number two, voters in what state rejected a proposed state constitutional amendment that would have banned or significantly restricted abortion access? Was it A. Alabama, B. Kansas? C Arkansas D Michigan. I mean, are you typing like 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 just cheating like right out in front of me? You're typing. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say Kansas. Yeah, that's right. Stop typing. God. For the ninth consecutive year, Fortune Global 500 ranked what retail giant number one for total annual revenue? A Walmart, B Amazon, C Target. Uh, I'm going to say B, Amazon. Incorrect. Walmart. What Midwestern state touches four of the Great Lakes? Come on, you know this. Jim Harbaugh. Ohio. Oh, God. Michigan. Which founding father in 1732 founded Philadelphia Zeitung, the first German-language newspaper in the English colonies? Kidding me? Have a Jew read this? Are you nuts? (laughs) That's a tough one. I'm going to say. You know this. Come on. You got it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. German newspaper. But but here in the United States, who founded it? Yeah. He was. uh, William Penn. No. Benjamin Franklin. All right. Let's put uh, Paul and Eastchester on hold. And we'll see if Bernie fares any better. Bernard only needs two right. To win today's game, just two. Oh, boy. Nice and easy, right, Burn? I don't know, man. I'm nervous. A little, little nervous right now. No, you're not. By the way, Serena Williams just announced she's going to retire. Yeah, no, she didn't. She retired. That a, she mentioned that a while ago. She's going to play in the U.S. Open, then retire. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So well, that's she, kind of that's, sneaky. After she lost uh, Wimbledon, she told uh, Patrick McEnroe that. So she's going to play in August here. And then she's going to retire, yes. Well, uh, Fox News is portraying it as breaking news. No, they're idiots. What can I tell you? We had it. Uh, uh, we had it weeks ago. Fake uh, news. <laughs> yeah, fake news. A ceasefire brokered by, maybe she made it official today, but Pat did tell us that at Wimbledon when she lost when he was on with us about a month ago. A ceasefire brokered by what country just ended three days of Israel bombing attacks on Gaza? A ceasefire brokered by it just uh, just yeah. now. Yeah, it three days. Was, uh, I have to say it was had to be uh, had to be the United States. Wrong, you two-legged back of anthrax should be Jesus. The answer is Egypt. Number two, voters in what state rejected a proposed state constitutional amendment that would have banned or significantly restricted abortion access? This is the only one the contestant got correct. A Alabama. B, Kansas. C, yep. Arkansas. D, Michigan. Kansas. Yes. Now, if you get one of these three right, you win. For the ninth consecutive year, Fortune Global 500 ranked what retail giant number one for total annual revenue? A, Walmart. B, Amazon. C, Target. Oh, God. Excuse me. Uh, I will go with Amazon. That's what he Wrong, said. Wrong. Walmart. You know, once I uh, bought a pair of corduroys off that rollback thing, that eight bucks, Walmart. I had it for like 10 years. You know, a good story, Bernie? You get some good good deals. Little Americans shop at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Is that in the book? They took the guns out. No, it's not in the book. (laughs) What a bonus that was. I know. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. All right, number four. (laughs) What Midwestern state touches four of the Great Lakes? Touches four of the great late Midwestern. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll have to go with. Um, I'll have to go with. Uh, oh let's see. I'll go with uh, Illinois. Yeah. Wrong. You two-legged back of anthrax should be Jesus. He said Ohio. Your hint is. Uh, let me give you a hint. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, Indiana. Yeah, close. Michigan. That's Michigan. Uh, and five, you can need this right to win the game. So far, it's gone exactly the same for the contestant and Bernard. Okay. Right. Which founding father in 1732 founded Philadelphia Zeitung? The first uh, German language newspaper in the English colonies. That would be... Uh, for the win. For the win, Bernard. That would be Zenger. What? Wrong, you two-legged back of Jesus. <laughs> what are you, drunk? German language? Yeah, but it's in the United States, English colonies. What Zenger? Adolf Zenger. You never heard of him? <laughs> you want to try on. one more time, Bern? Uh, Benjamin Franklin. Yes! <laughs> you know, I knew that you threw me off with the German thing. What do you want me to tell you? It was a German paper. Yeah, well, yeah, Benjamin Franklin, uh, who yeah, yeah. he uh, ran away from Boston. Is okay. By the way, you know All that. Right, uh, so how did I do? You didn't do good. You had one. You both tied at one. You That's both not good. You know that uh, Dove Kramer had a major heart attack? No. Yeah, I'm serious. He almost died. I think Fox News just had that. They should have that. Yeah. It's a, he yeah. Facebook Wait, don't make fun co- of him. No, no. He actually 100. No, I love him. How about this? 100% blockage. 100%. Well, listen. He was woefully out of shape. Uh, here woefully. we go. Oh, and, he uh, was eating Kreblach like at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. And, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. it was just terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he it, survived, he... though, and he appreciates. So if you go to his Facebook page, Bernard, Dove Kramer, he did survive. He has changed his diet, to your point. To your point, he's already mentioned that. And he's uh, on the mend, 
but we almost lost the great Dove Kramer wow. last Wednesday. You know, he's a rabbi, right? Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. He used to sit there in the newsroom and write for this, like, uh, Jewish paper in New Jersey. While everybody else was doing the Bet Yankee stuff, he was, like, uh, writing Jewish yeah. stuff. It's hilarious. Anyway, 1-1 one, one tie between Bernard and Paul, a data analyst in East Chester. Bernie, say hello to Paul. Hey, Paul. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Bernie. These are hard questions, man, this time. Yeah, they threw us off with uh, <laughs> some difficult ones. So how are things in East Chester, uh, which is uh, up there in Westchester County? Oh, yeah, it's great. Everything's, uh, you know, it's everyone's working from home these days. So a lot of people yeah. around, all the all the restaurants doing better because people just order in. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you go into the city a couple of times a, a month and just uh, keep it like that. It's like my son uh, working from home out uh, out here in Long Island. Uh, so East Chester is uh, is an affluent town, a, and it borders uh, uh, what uh, Bronxville, Bronxville, Tuckahoe, Scarsdale, New Rochelle, right, right nice, in the center. Nice hood, nice hood. Uh, stay out of Yonkers, whatever you do. It sucks. <laughs> South Yonkers, Southeast Yonkers. Yeah, it's picking up there. They're uh, getting better, huh? By the river, there's like a nice, a uh, lot of uh, investment there, so it's, uh, you see, you see a lot All going right. on there. Listen, make sure you're registered to vote and uh, vote for Lee Zeldin in, in November, okay? Yep, yep we'll see. <laughs> see, I got we'll to learn more about him. Oh, uh, come on, Paul! You got to get rid of this whole. You got to, you got to get end one party rule in New New York State. You got to, you have to. It's imperative. I agree. No no, you agree, okay, well, you have to vote for anybody. Vote for, I don't care if it was 50, 50 Cent, anybody, if he was a Republican, anybody but Hochul. Anyway, Paul, thanks for playing. Uh, and and, and you, you and me, two dunces today. Uh, so oh, thanks we should for get a tiebreaker. Yeah, we should we should have done that. But listen, we're out of time, so i got to let That's you go. Fair. Paul in East Chester, thank you, Paul. We'll do it again one day on the Bernie and Sid Show. We're coming right back. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Bernie and Sid in the Morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Frankie Valley greases the word as we end our tribute to the beautiful Olivia Newton-John, who after a 30-year battle with breast cancer finally succumbed yesterday at the age of 73. And um, during today's show, which really the theme was this inexcusable, really inexcusable raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort down in Palm Beach. That was basically what we talked about most of the morning. We were able to... um, Every single break, come back with the Living Newton John song and play some cuts from Greece. So I thought we paid a fine tribute to her. And unlike when Aretha Franklin died and Bernie spent the whole show making an argument that Diana Ross was better, Olivia Newton John got the uh, got the royal treatment today. No, yeah, she got it from both of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Aretha Franklin. Uh, look, uh, that I was just, hilarious. Uh, I was right was... with you, by the way. You convinced me. I, I actually agree with you. It was uh, a sidebar <laughs> comment. Uh, just. 
But I didn't realize uh, how powerful, you know, Aretha Franklin's voice was. Oh, she was I great. started listening to her after yeah. uh, her death. Yeah, she was great. And she was she was terrific. She was. But yeah. uh, let's face it, Diana Ross had more hits. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, right. And Olivia Newton-John had a ton of hits, too. But like you said all morning long, you're right. She really became Americana. She was no longer Australia, Q. No, she was Americana ours. in Greece, which, as I told you guys two or three times earlier this morning, next year, 2023, Greece will officially be 45 years old. You want oh to feel old? God. 1978, Bernard. Yeah, yeah, that really is incredible. If you, if you go back to 1978 when you were listening to that, you take 40 away from 70. And you have 1938. Oh, my God. And then you take five more, you have 1933. Oh, my God. So, so if you look at it like in 1978, you're walking around and somebody says, hey, hey I, I used to watch this movie in 1933. Same thing. You're like, oh, my God. Uh, you know, are you, it's amazing you're still alive. I mean, you would say something like no, that. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that is, you're right about that. I was right? 11 years old that, uh, when Grease came out, 11, and now I'm uh, making my pants twice a week. <laughs> uh, circle, yeah. Great. yeah, in fact, <laughs> in fact, when this show is over, uh, there's a very good chance I'm not going to make it to the bathroom. A very good chance. Uh, yeah, well, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> what <laughs> happens? What happens to a human being that you start out and you need somebody's help to do everything? Wipe your ass, eat, blah, blah. Then you have all these years where you become like a regular person, and then you go right back to where you were when you were three. What happens to a person? What happens is you age. Yeah. That's what happens. Now, uh, some people don't necessarily need the services that you just referenced. Yeah, I'll need it. Other For sure. Uh, you do? Or you <laughs> oh, I'm will? going to. No, I, 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 yeah. I need a little bit now. I'm nah, only 55 you know almost. No, nah, come on. Don't if let the tan and the muscles fool, fool you and the nice clothing. Trust me. Uh, I do. I believe it. I believe it if you say so. But uh, I, I think I'd rather check out than have. Uh, yeah, me too. You know, somebody from the nursing service uh, changing my. You know what? Totally my, agree. Totally you know, somebody, agree. Somebody, homie, the clown coming over. Right. Uh, I will come all back right, now. Turn over. You know, <laughs> smacking you in the head and stuff like that. I told my kids I'll come back, and I love Ava and Gabe more than anything. But I told them uh, both I will come back and haunt you if you ever put me in a home one day, ever. And right. uh, but Danielle said no. Uh, that'll never happen. So. And she'll, she'll be here because I'll die before her. Sure, so. <laughs> where do you want to be? That's I just want to gonna... die. Like, right, maybe right here. Right. I don't know. During the show, it'll be good for the ratings. You right. don't want to be with these disgruntled, uh, well, some no of these one. disgruntled yeah. health care right. workers. They'll, they'll be like uh, Democrats and some uh, you know, big uh, African-American lady will find out. I'm like, I like uh, Trump, and I did the morning show at ABC. And she'll, sure. she'll beat me I with a broom you. every night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it happens. It actually happens. Well, just, just, you know, nobody wants to do that job, A. That's why you have, uh, you know, a disgruntled, uh, you have A, immigrants doing it, and you have people who don't want to be there getting minimum wage, they hate their job, and you're th th now they have to uh, change your diaper. Ugh. Uh, they're pissed off at you. Yeah. They want, they want to kick your ass. They want to kill you. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that's uh, the end of today's show. <laughs> they, they don't want to wipe it. They want to kick it. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> now time for the bathroom. There you go. Olivia Newton, John. <laughs> Hey, uh, Bern, on a serious note, congratulations again. Another great ratings book for Bernie and Sid. We continue to dominate mornings in New York City. Congratulations. Thanks, partner. All the love. It was great. Congratulations to you as well. All right, we'll do it again tomorrow morning. Uh, as always, Lou Rafino, Hall of Fame stuff. Justin Ellick, Great Macedonia. Phil, Frankie Diaz with an E. Deb Valentine. Rocco, the whole crew. We'll all be back, God willing, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday, folks. Peace. Peace. Just a fool. 
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.